on this episode of Quantum Week, August 21st through 27, 1989. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year. We talk about movies, music, headlines, um, our stories, and we are in late August 1989 with Batman and Right Here Waiting for Right Here Waiting by Richard Marks. Right. Um, do we have anything off the top, or do you want to get into Batman? Get right into Batman. Okay. Um, <sighs> oh shit. I was going to get kicked around for this. I hope I, so. Yeah. Um, this I guess. Is, uh, this, I'm, I'm assuming this, is the way this net side. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, uh, there's, okay, so there's a lot of stuff I do really like about it, but it's mm-hmm. also disappointing. Um, and it, it really clears up for me. I mean, I knew this before, but the, the Nolan Batman trilogy is, is so awesome. Um, and I think it's vastly superior to, to this. Um, so I, I think that this is B, like I recommend this movie. You should see it. There's tons of awesome stuff about it, but there's some really big problems that I had. Um, and maybe even more so than Superman, I think. Um, I know you love this movie and I love, this is tough for me because I love Batman. I love Burton. I love Keaton. I, you know, I love Nicholson. Um, the score is, you can make the case this is the best score that's ever been written. It is a phenomenal score. And he's, uh, he's not even happy about it. Elfman does a um, world-class job here. He thinks they did a bad job dubbing it. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Um, maybe he didn't like the mix or didn't like how stuff, how it was integrated, but it is, it is completely, it's so moving. I, I mean, mean, it's great. It's, it's fantastic. And there might be some, be- you know, I know that you have your partial to Williams and so am I on, on a lot of stuff too. He's done some really iconic stuff, but this is like, you see uh, Danny Elfman's entire range in this movie like he's got the carnival creepy weird stuff he's got the super symphonic heroic stuff it's um it's it i i I was shocked i couldn't remember i didn't realize how good it is it's really good but and it's a beautiful film there's a lot of good but i just i have some problems so i why don't we i know your opinion you have a very high opinion you love this movie yeah i i this is very difficult for me to to do in this show uh i don't know if i'm being fair i don't know if i'm being if I'm being like a good critic here on this movie. Uh, so I have a like insane love affair with this movie. So yeah. like I, when I was a little kid, I, um, you know, I was like three years old and like Batman, 1966 Batman, Adam West came on and my dad's like, go check this out. And, uh, it was on, they would do two shows back to back in, uh, like on, on, uh, it was channel 11 in New yeah. York, WPIX and uh it was every day and it was like part of my life every day my favorite show growing up and then when you know but kids like would uh, give me shit for it like the neighborhood kids like oh yeah like batman well, it was old it was just like batman was not cool yeah. until this movie came out like batman right. was nothing was cool about batman right superman was was probably cooler but even by the late 80s that was kind of lame yeah. because like the movies had kind of worn out their welcome yep so like i got like shit out like no like none of my friends had batman com- i was the only one with batman comics so like, you know, kids would like make fun of me and Batman's lame and all this shit. Yeah. Like, all right. Well, you know, you know, and then so then when this movie came out, it was I remember being so when I heard this movie was like coming out and when I heard it was like Jack Nicholson and I not that I was like that plugged in when I was eight or nine, but I just knew that he was a huge star. So yeah. This, and Michael Keaton's a big star. Like this is going to be a, a legit, legit movie. Right. And then I was so excited. So then the movie comes out June 23rd, 1989. Yeah. And that's the day we moved to New Hampshire. The very same day. So I wasn't able to see it that day. But my parents said, oh, no, we'll definitely see it as soon as we can. I think they brought me like that that week. Uh, in fact, I went three times that summer. Wow. To see, that, to see this movie, which, you know, 
with my mom and my dad and my grandmother brought me. So like, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I went, I went, I just loved it. I was just really, and then like, remember, like, think it was, think of my birthday that year. I got the VHS yeah. and, um, you know, I, I watched, I don't, I didn't watch a ton of movies over and over and over again, but like, this was one I did growing up. Like I just like, this is definitely one of the most watched movies I saw growing up too. I love this movie. Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's a movie I've seen more. I, I told Matt before, I'm like, I don't know if I'll watch it before we tape. Cause I just, I've seen it so many times. I just went to the drive-in and saw it. I did watch it. You though. ended up, yeah. Um, watching it for the show is different. I realized watching this, I was like, oh, I really, even if I just knew I really need to watch it for the show. I've never not watched a movie for the show, but this was one I just, you I know just it know so it well. so yeah, well. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's like, this is probably the movie I know the best in the whole world. And, um, but I'm watching it. I'm like, this is a very interesting movie. This is a very weird movie. It's very, very weird. Na- it's a very nasty movie. It is. I think it's very funny. I think it's much funnier than the Marvel movies. Yeah. Like the Marvel movies are so corny and like, and there's just those jokes are so cheesy to me where, and we're doing a Marvel movie next week, guys. We're doing Ant-Man, which I've never seen. Yep. So, um, uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong about Ant-Man. Well, I guess we'll find out, uh, next week. But, uh, the other ones I've seen at least are really corny and cheesy where this is like some of like Nicholson's Joker stuff is legitimately funny. It is. Um, some of it's weird. Like the, the pop culture references are kind of strange and dated at times. Yeah. Uh, but, the, but a lot of it does, it, it, it's really the humor still works today because it's so it's so nasty and mean uh, but there are like major i guess like yeah. there are plot issues yeah there like, plot there, issues. like there are things that just don't make any sense yeah and it happens like pretty consistent in the movie do you um do, i mean i don't want to i feel bad tearing it down i you know watching it watching it last actually i had to watch it over a couple of days because i've been sort of busy but the time all the time i'm, I'm watching it and i'm like this is so visually this is so like beautifully made in many ways, but and I'm going to feel terrible tearing this down, and Chris is going to fucking hate me after this fucking show. Um, but I, uh, but but what, what don't you like then? I guess do you do you want to go that way first? Or you want to talk about the good or the bad? Let's go with the bad. Okay, the bad. One of the big things is the relationships are never developed. You know, particularly between Batman and Vicky Vale. Yeah, I was rushed. Like, there's no. You, you know, they go on one date. Yeah, I know. It's... And then suddenly, you know, he has. He feels like he goes to the apartment. He needs to confess. He's gonna tell her that he's Batman, and you never see them. That you never see any sort of courtship whatsoever. So you, that feels weird. No, as the line Alfred says, he's like, uh, you know, it's the there's a weight that gets lifted when she's around. He says that to Bruce Wayne. Yes. But like she's she's been there twice. <laughs> she's been there. She's been there twice. And then um, there's other problems with this. But but we'll fast forward to you know the big crux of it is Alfred brings her to the Bat Cave. You're bringing Vicky Vale to the Bat Cave, and she's not shocked that Batman is Bruce Wayne. She's not fucking shocked. How you go into the back? I know she's been to the Bat Cave before, but you go into the Bat Cave. Alfred's bringing you there, and you make the fucking connection for the first time. You get you you have to. You, you gotta like there's no shock there's nothing she just goes with it she's more concerned of i just need to know that we're gonna you know do try this for real we had that one special night but i want to know you know i loved you since the first time i said come on oh it's so frustrating that is so frustrating is so the vicky Vale stuff is is complicated so it was supposed to be an actress sean young you might know her probably from ace ventura pet detective yes yes she yes. was in a lot of stuff yeah. in the 80s and she's very um I guess at, at times she was a very difficult actress to work with. She could kind of just go off and she's very, but she's very, she's most talented. And yeah. She was supposed to be Vicki Vale and they were mm. doing, there was supposed to be like a horseback riding element to some of the Wayne stuff. 
Oh. And she was training for that. And like two days before filming, she fell off the horse and got hurt. Oh, shit. And then they had to like find someone immediately who was available. And like Kim Basinger just happened to be available. Yeah. And they're like, all right, we'll get her. Right? And I think she looks the part. I like that she looks so different because she's like blonde. Like Sean Young has like dark, she has darker hair. Yeah. And she w- it would have just kind of, I guess, fit in more in the world. But I kind of like that someone like was Vicky different. Bale, yeah, so she's, abstract. She's, right. She's blonde. She wears yeah, a lot of white. white of white. Yes. They did a good exactly. job with that. Like, yeah. Um, so I, I I think Basinger does a, does actually does a good, decent job. I here. think she does a fine job. It's the way the romance is written. Now I don't know if some stuff got cut. So they were constantly fucking the script, like as they were shooting. Again, you yeah. know that's clear as day. Now I didn't know that, but yeah. I'm not surprised. And they and that's why like I think some scenes probably pop more than others too, because you know those scenes probably were more for, fully formed. I think the ending is is quite good with the cathedral. Yep. I really like it, but that, a lot of that was like. <laughs> They like they basically build that cathedral without Burton's permission, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna, the, the writer is like, I want to do." They're already. Meanwhile, this shooting was a disaster, way over budget. This was a mess to make, and um, Sean Young got hurt, obviously. So you have actors coming in, and it's just a disaster. And then the screenwriter John Peters is like, "Oh, I want to have." Um, and the producer John Peters is like, "I want to have a cathedral finished." So they built a yeah, like, yeah, two hundred thousand dollar cathedral, and Burton's like, "We're already like, way over budget. Like, what are we doing?" Uh, it's because he wanted to do the bats in the belfry joke. That whole thing was about that. I don't know. I think they just need to have some sort of closure. Uh, but uh, I think the scene is quite good. It is good. Um, but that was written, I guess, pretty much like on the fly. Yeah. And so you have things like that. And it's like, uh, and it does show. But the Vicky, like you have to develop. There's no I think chem- there was more that was supposed to be there with the horseback riding element that I think right. got cut. But oh, then okay. some I stuff see. remained. Then they should have done some. I mean, you already have the manor. Just do some scenes of them in there. Or do like some sort of montage. Build their relationship. There's no chemistry between them either. I wonder if that's also partially because Basinger has come in, you know, at the last minute. Maybe maybe there was no not a lot of rehearsal time. Was there rehearsal time before with Sean Young and Michael Keaton? Because they have no chemistry. Yeah, I think, too, I, I, I think Keaton, I think it's like Batman shouldn't have a love interest necessarily. Certainly, like, like it just doesn't work. It's never really worked. It did happen in, in the Nolan ones, though, and I thought it was fine. With Catwoman? With Catwoman, yeah. Yeah, all right. So he, it works also in Batman in terms of Catwoman because Catwoman is also like a crazy masked person. Yeah, but if I you see take, that. I see that. let's just have like a regular, like a regular human, like normal woman. Like it's just not, it doesn't make but, any sense. But then do it or don't do it. You can't like, if yeah. it's not going to work, you can't put it in there. Um, it just, it doesn't, it, I mean, there are, there, there's a great scene with, you know, we get the Nicholson Keaton showdown, the first one in her apartment. Yes. Like that scene's fantastic. So I hate to think, oh, we remove Vicky Vale because we lose that scene. I know. I want that scene too. It's one of the most iconic where he just, he grabs the Working poker. Nuts. Let's yes. get bread, like yeah. break something with it. It's awesome. That's Keaton. Keaton. That's the other problem that I have with it is Keaton has no dialogue in this entire movie. He's asked to do a, a lot with very little and he and you see some of the times that he gets to act like that moment and it's yes, that's the Keaton I love. That's I think it. he's great. I have no he's problem. He's great. It's I have not no his problem fault. with his with I, I think it's it's monosyllabic. He he barely talks. In fact, the movie it's called Batman, but it's Joker. I yeah, mean, it is. It I don't and I don't I don't necessarily blame that either because Honestly, Jack Nicholson is amazing in this movie. Like he is fucking awesome as Joker, but it's still, it's like, I don't, then, but then it's confusing to me. Which one, what are we, which one are we, who cares? Like, oh, who I, am I, who do I care about? See, I guess I like that storytelling element where they, they do split it. It's definitely split. So here's kind of a, a background, why that happened. Obviously, obviously Jack Nicholson got involved. So, um, there were a bunch of people that were looking at for Joker. Uh, the studio was really like, we want to get a major star. I think they had like 
you know, remember Superman had come out in 78, you know, this is 89. It's only yeah. 11 years difference, but the original Superman, you had Marlon Brando, Gene, Gene Hackman, Hackman, you know, yeah. major stars. So they right. were like, we want to have some big stars here. So, um, they, uh, Nicholson agreed. Uh, Nicholson was at that point typically getting 10 million a uh, movie. Mm. He's like, I'll tell you what, I'll drop it to six, but I want, um, points. Yeah. Even on the merchandise. Cause he, Jack Nicholson knew. Nicholson walked away with this movie with about $75 million. <laughs> this fuck. is a movie that, yeah, oh! this changed it for him. And this allowed him to like, really like do whatever the fuck he wants. Never need to worry about money again. I mean, not that he was, you know, but like this, I mean, yeah, it, it was insane. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I made so much more for this movie than I did. Like a lot of my movies combined. Like he just yeah. made so much money from Batman. Uh, but he's like, I'm going to go in though. I'm going to give it my best. But the other things that were interesting though was, a big reason why this shooting got all kind of fucked up with the budget was Nicholson had it. So basically it was like Nicholson could pick his hours. So he would say when he'd be on set again with these stars, what was the last one that this happened was, uh, this is, this is about as extreme. I mean, we talked about Joe Pesci changing. I mean, he changed the hours of call. Nicholson would literally dictate when he'd be on set. And he also had the, and also it was in the contract that he would never work a Lakers home game. So like, and remember, this a lot of this was shot in England. So they had to like oh, fly him yes. back. Oh, I mean, he he did it on his own. He flew back on his own. Yeah, but still, they had dime. to give him time. I mean, you right. got to fly back. And but forth. he's like, all right, if there's a Lakers game. It's not like it's oh. like down the street. But that was the. But I mean, in fairness, Nichols in the like Pesci changed the game rules for. If you listen to the Home Alone episode we did, we talk a little about Pesci, kind of being a little little diva move with his golf. But yeah, yeah. Um, Nicholson said, "Hey, look." This is the deal. Like, I'm, um, you know, this, yeah, that's fair. Let's get it all laid out right out, you know. And they were just so happy to have yeah. him. And, um, but he's like, I'm going to give you like everything I, like I have. Like, he would go in for makeup and they did like a number of tests with him and to get that grin just right and to get the, yeah, the yeah, coloring yeah. just yeah. right. Like, it was a major. They spent more time getting the Joker character to look right than they did on portions of the script, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but, um, but he looks. He looks fantastic Amazing. and he is awesome. Like he does a great job. He like acts how, his ass off. How they have him lit is wild. Like he glows off the screen. It is <laughs> amazing. Like I don't know if it ever, I don't know if there's an actor that jumps off the screen more in any movie than Jack Nicholson as Joker in this movie. Like he, you pops, could be right. It's like 3d. He does. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. And they do some of the best, uh, um, camera work around him too. They besides do. the lighting. Like, you know, you think of the, even, you know, the even a little thing like him twirling around dancing, the above shot of him twirling around. It's so awesome. So great. And just the ingrained in my memory. Scene, the museum scene's great. I mean, everything that he's in really does jump. It does. And it, they're really great. They're iconic. Yeah. They're great. The parade scene, all, all that stuff. All is of it. Just um, big. That stuff, everything that he's involved with is great. The parade scene I have a little issue with though. The, what, say the parade scene, I have a bit of an issue Do you? with. Uh, well, I have an issue with, and this also is a, kind of the case with both Gotham cities and Batman, Batman Returns. Um, so they shot this in England in a closed set. It's closed set for a number of reasons, mostly to, uh, it's, it's just easier um, when you're shooting something at this scope to do yeah. it that way. You're kind of building a world. I mean, obviously the first Batman, we have the Anton first kind of Gotham City, which is just so amazing. He, the production design in this incredibly won an Oscar for it. It's yep. just amazing. It's some of the best production design you'll ever see in any movie. But to do that, you kind of create kind of an a very like isolated world. You can't like just do stuff on location because like, it has to fit in this like gargoyle type world. Yeah. So you really kind of close yourself off. Another reason to close that was, you know, for the reasons you guys are all thinking like press. Like yeah. Batman was a, I mean, people were just, I mean, people were going, I cannot emphasize enough in the late, late 80s, late 88, early 89, how much 
excitement people had for this movie. People were like going, like people would do anything for even a snapshot hmm. of Nicholson as a Joker. It was just madness. Yeah. And um, so they closed off a set to keep press away and to keep, you know, to keep these secrets controlled. Um, and they did the same thing in Batman Returns. But when you do that, you really limit your ability to get extras. So like the parade scene. Oh, it just looks like really small. Gotham yeah. City always looks empty. Yeah, and it's it does. like, and I get it. It's like, oh, you're trying to show that it's crime. It's like, no, it's because it's obvious. You just couldn't get enough. Actually, you do uh, a giant parade scene when people are supposed to, I just, uh, anytime I see it, it bothers me. Even as a little kid, I'm like, that's interesting. It does feel empty. It always feels empty. It's like, yeah. there's like 45 people there. It's like, you guys can't do it like that. Yeah. Now, obviously nowadays what they would do is they just CGI more people in, Yeah. but they didn't have that ability then. So while this movie looks great and I love how the fight scenes are, and I love everything about the actions movie because it's not CGI because of that, the, parade scenes and just the interior city stuff looks really like empty where where is everybody yeah <laughs> it just doesn't look lived in because it's not i think you're right and it's re- and it, it, it also is true in batman return just if you know when we cover that one the cats the cat one penguin one you'll same director burton but you'll see you know, they the same thing in the city it's just like it's supposed to take place during christmas time you're like where is everybody i think it sets a mood I, it's probably not the right way to do it but it does set a mood for the movie like the the movie is gritty and nasty and makes you feel lonely and all that stuff sure. anyway so i think I think but, maybe but I. The parade was to be the antithesis. No, that I agree. So like you I can't. Agree. Yeah. You guys can't have it empty then. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But I mean, that's. I mean, what are you gonna do? But the other stuff in the parade stuff is shot so well. Like him just on that floor with the number two hundred. You know, the two hundredth anniversary, <laughs> and that amazing one of the best action sequences ever is when he shoots that plane down. Yeah. That is unbelievable. It's really. Awesome. It's unbelievable today. Like yeah. I watched it in a. I went to the drive-in last year with Laura, Laura, I'd never seen it. After we went to Saco, we went to a different town in Maine and saw, went to a different drive and we saw a real movie. <laughs> um, we saw, um, saw Batman and, um, that stuff still works. I was like, holy shit. It's still yeah, it looks 30 good. years later. It still plays. Yeah. It looks good. Um, other problems. There's weird pauses after at like ending scenes. So Joker will deliver something. Yeah. And then there's, it's it's almost three three beats too long for some reason I don't it's I almost think that I'm gonna hear and cut or and scene or something it's very strange how that happens do you think that was on purpose yeah definitely I think it was on purpose just to, just to make it feel it feel more uncomfortable like, maybe more like a comic book a little bit because like it kind of it mm. kind of hangs on stuff a little longer yeah like that you know, maybe that's like kind of like the panel uh, I think it's also to create a certain mood and um. I think the imagery is just pops more when you kind of hold it for a bit. I don't mind that. I mean, you kind of see some of the same stuff in Star Wars. I know Star Wars yeah. has those swipes, but sometimes there's a hang before the swipe. It's that same kind of like, it's almost like a pop art, comic booky yeah. type world. All right, I forgive that then. That's fine. If that I don't was mind co- it. I think it's like the stuff like, you know, think about this, a pretty long pause between like after when, jo- when Joker kills Grissom and he's sitting in his chair and is, he's looking at the paper. Yep. And then, um, He's like a winged freak terrorizes. He's like winged freak, and he's and he even then he even waits to be he's terrorized, and then he like wipes blood on the paper. He goes ooh 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 ooh. There's this weird like ooh ooh thing, <laughs> yeah. and um and it just kind of hangs on him. He's just you just kind of like I like it because you almost feel like you're with him. And yeah, because like, you're right. Cause you're you're almost, seeing in an intimate moment that maybe yeah, because you're waiting because yeah. you are waiting for uh, like a cup, and then like when no cut ever comes and he's still Joker, it's almost scary. It's like yeah. oh shit, it's, it's, you know it's I think yeah. it just adds to like you being in this world more. I, I don't mind it. Yeah. All right. That's not a problem, I don't think. Okay. I'm fine with that then. You explain it away. I guess the other stuff would just be picky at this point. I, we don't have to talk about the bad stuff anymore, but the, it's mainly the script. It's mainly the script. The script, yeah, script was kind of, was, okay, a lot of things that affected the script here. 
Um, so we had a guy named uh, Sam Ham write the script. It's funny because after he got this job, Sam Ham then wrote for a direct Detective Comics. Like he mm. became a comic book writer. Interesting. And he created uh, kind of the character you see as Liam Neeson in Batman Begins. Not Ra's al Ghul. I was going to say. Uh, uh, but the, like, he's playing like a Henry Ducard. Yeah. Uh, and he's funny because he looks a lot like Henry Ducard did in the comics. Which uh-huh. they, but like, it's just funny. It's like really good. Just worked out casting wise. But really Ra's al Ghul, well. I thought was before. So why? Oh, was, was, was Henry that a Ducard com- is not Ra's al Ghul in the comics. It's not okay. He yeah. just, they just they, fuse they, him. Right. That's a twist him. they added yeah, in the movie. Did. Um, but Henry Ducard is a real character, and, and Sam Ham created him, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Sam Ham also created Carl Grissom, which is not in the comics, but is in this movie, and it's a really fun character. Jack Palin stuff, I think, is great. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, so he's writing it, and then I think the writer strike happened. So then, because of that, he had to back away from the project. Oh. That always kind of causes problems because then somebody else will jump in, like a scab will jump in. In this case, it was Warren Scarin, um, who then died two years later from from cancer at forty four. What's with these uh, these names that rhyme though? Sam Ham, Sam and Ham Warren, Warren Scarin. <laughs> yeah, I know it's weird. Right? <laughs> That's weird. Uh, but yeah, so uh, he died That's... afterwards. That did not affect this film, but it was a big reason why Batman Returns is like an entirely different. Like Sam Ham helped write Batman Returns, but I think that might have went sour too. Mm. Um, but yeah, so the script got passed around a bit, and then like, like I said, they were writing. You know, he had producers getting involved, kind of you know, also yeah, adding complexities to the yeah. To the movie, it just yeah. sounds like it was a yeah, it was a that, lot, <laughs> and also a lot of Warner Brothers involvement. And, they were very involved with this. So and this is uh, this is Burton's third, right? Because he does Pee Wee, does uh, Beetlejuice, and then he does this. His third major one. He did that Frank and Weenie stuff too That's beforehand. Right. But, yeah. but yes, his third feature film. So was is studio. that I? Is that just because he doesn't have enough? They don't trust him enough to make these decisions at this point. He's just too young. No, it's not that. Because no? I mean, we saw it with Chris Columbus with Harry Potter. Remember that yeah. first one. Yeah. The studio just, I mean, when you have something that's going to be a franchise, that you are like, all right, this is going. We're gonna. We're, this is. We're gonna put our nuts in the table. All the chips in the middle. You know, we're, let's go all in here. They don't back off. They're, but like they become invested because it's not just about this movie now, right? Yeah. It's about the next, you know, five, six, seven, you know, whatever this ends Could up being, right. whatever you can get milk out of this for even, you know, whatever we can do, like let's, and they, and they did. And the studio was like heavily involved with all four of these movies. I mean, Batman Returns is probably the least of them, but you know, I remember you saying you like Returns. I, I like it. I haven't lot. seen it forever. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I like it a lot. That's when I would be excited to do for the yeah, show for sure. See that again. Um, yeah. All right. So that's the bad stuff. Did you have any other bad stuff you wanted to talk bad about? Bad stuff? No. I. It was like I said. I. It's. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not being a, fully objective here. Every time I do like my top 100 list, or whatever, personally and stuff, it does always kind of keep dropping. Like you know, if you'd asked me in December of 1989, what favorite movie is? It would be <laughs> bad for, for sure. You know. But uh, you know, things. You know, you. you it's also I have a bit of comic book fatigue to some extent, which is great that we're doing Ant Man next week. Yeah. Um. But I. I'm just kind of like. And out like I'm a little bit just kind of eh, on the thing. The Nolan movies are fantastic. They, they really completely are. changed the game. Like like watching. I don't know if you noticed this in, the, in this movie. The Batmobile like can't go more like ten miles an hour. I know it goes so slow and it's just like it like it's just goofy and it's just so to see like you know the Nolan movies they have like you know they have like that helicopter footage of like the yeah. the tumbler the Batmobile and the and the Nolan movies like jumping over cliffs and shit. Yes. You're like oh shit. And, yeah. So yeah, the Nolan movies are obviously better works of art than you know. Even if we just separate the the Schumacher movies suck. So even if we just separate yeah. the two Burton movies and compare them to Nolan movies, they don't stack up. I I I, I fully admit that. But I 
I'll say this though. So, okay. Batman begins. Batman begins. Okay. Batman begins is a better work of art than Batman. This movie. Yes. I'm sorry. I am more entertained by Batman than I am Batman begins. I'm not, I'm not, I, you know, so no one always gets this knock about not having any character development. Well, he maybe develops Batman better than any other character he's done because you ride with Christian Bale throughout his entire life. basically. And I, and I like that. It it makes me, I mean, I've, Batman is my favorite comic book hero. Me too. Uh, Wolverine's probably a close second, but I love Batman because he's just a dude. He's just it's a dude awesome. that decided yeah. to what, you know, he has money. He's got whatever. Right. He can, so he, he can afford he's a regular it. person. But he's a regular person. He, he yeah. just went hardcore discipline. I have, the, I, you know, I have this money. I went hardcore discipline and made himself into this badass superhero. And you see that you get, you get to like experience that with, with Christian Bale. Um, I don't know. Or, I, don't just, I don't maybe origin stories aren't that entertaining well, to me either. I mean, especially, but, I, but it makes me connect to his story a lot more than this one. There's nothing, there's nothing that really can, he's just kind of quiet and badass. But I guess. isn't this more entertaining? No, the, that one, Jack that was and Joker stuff is so oh, much he's more, so good. But yeah. he's, it's so much. More, Batman Begins is, is a bit of a slog at times. Like, like it's just, it's just like, but it's so beautiful too. It though. is. That, this so, movie's beautiful too. It is beautiful too. But I don't consider that a slog because you're seeing whatever, Tibet, and you're seeing yeah. you know the grittiness of Gotham. And you know, there's a there's just I mean, a lot. The slog is probably hard. I'm being probably a little bit negative. I mean, this is a movie, you know, Batman Begins is a fantastic film. I, I'm not trying to be shitty about it. It's just um I think I can I maybe just like origin story out a little bit because I do I know a lot of people knock the Dark Knight uh return was it Dark Knight? What's the Dark Knight? It's uh it's oh uh Rise of the Dark Knight or something, right? Yeah, uh so the second one is the Dark Knight, the second right. one is the Dark one. Knight. Dark Knight Rises. Rises, thank you. Woo. Uh, that was tough. I actually have a problem people, with that. I have a problem with that movie. A lot I, of people have problems with it. I like I would I think Batman is more entertaining than uh Dark Knight Rises. See I think Dark Knight Rises is not as good as a movie as Batman begins, but Dark Knight Rises is a lot more entertaining to me. Is it? Yeah. Get the crazy Bane stuff and all the. Some I, that, I just think Batman gets. It's just and, and you and he had to do that. He had to get that story out of the oh way yeah. to get the other and two. And he knew. He knew that. Right. right. And, and and it's a good movie. And it's very. It's a. It's a very well done film. But like I can't, in good faith, like Citizen Kane is an amazing work of art. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. for the time. I mean, yes. It is, but you like looking at it now. You're like, oh wow, okay, I shot like. But yeah. like, but, but this, this story. I'll be honest. This story doesn't grab me. I think it's kind of boring. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Like, it's just it's not. You know, Casablanca's script is amazing, but yeah. you know what? It's kind of boring at times. I mean, it's most of it's. It's very. It's very good. Don't get me wrong. It's a good movie. I recommend it. Go check it out. But it's not. But we, it has to be entertaining. It's not too. fun. It has to be entertaining. Like right. There's some. That's what we're doing here. And I mean, a lot of that's generational. I'm sure people who saw. Orson Welles films at the time right. were like severe, like, re, you know, this is, this is life changing. I mean, we hadn't experienced things like this before. And if before. you grew up with the Nolan movies and you go back and watch the Burton ones, yeah, that's gonna be I don't you. expect you yeah. to have the same, like my appreciation for this movie is, I will admit is so there's no movie more weighted in my personal nostalgia. This one, Matt knocked me last week for home alone. I, I and I'll, I'll say it again. I, there's no nostalgia connection. I, I, that's completely how I said it. Talk about that show. And that yeah. is, is how is hundred percent. Uh, I think fair this, I'm not being fair about. I just, I'm so emotionally attached to this film. I get it. Cause it just means so much to me, uh, uh, that I, um, I'm not looking at it objectively. So, I mean, if someone has problems with it, I'm really not going to argue like in Superman. I think you're way off on, and I have a nostalgia connection. If that, that movie holds up. That is a, that movie, really does everything so well. You see, Matt's dead wrong about that. We don't need to relitigate that. I mean, we already got beat down pretty good on, on that episode. If you want to go back and check the tape, the tape, <laughs> you, you're, you're, uh, 
<laughs> but this movie, I, I have a harder time saying Matt's way off here because his criticisms are, are not entirely unfair. And I'm not, it's not in, like, I, I have a lot of respect for this movie too. So it's, I'm not just being a dick about it either. I mean, I, I say this with a lot of love for this movie um, and for the things that we should talk about next. So, yes, let's, let's, let's talk about the, so let, let's talk about the way that this thing looks um, a little bit more. I, there is no, there may not be a better world than what Burton created. I mean, um, Ebert mentions it in his critique as well. Blade Runner for me is like another one where mm. it's such an iconic, amazing world. And so maybe there's competition there, but this is such a great looking movie. It's, it is phenomenal. Um, the art, the artistic, uh, you know, it is, it's, it's sort of, um, sort of gothic, sort of steampunk. It's just, it's so big. It just feels so massive. The buildings and the views, and it's just, it's gorgeous. And because this is all shot on a set, a close set, you know, like they could get some really interesting and unique shots from it because you can, you have a lot more ability to kind of, remember this is before drones and stuff. So you have a lot more ability to kind of swing camera a certain way as opposed to like, you think back to like, 1978 Superman, right? So they ha- they took the opposite premise. Their thing was, all right, we got this weird alien. Let's put him in like 1978 New York. Yeah. And but because of that, though, you know, you're on a real life street, so you can't get maybe the same coverage yeah. you would get always. Or you know, you might be, you know, obviously the stuff like Luther's Lair that's obviously shot on a set that was in England yep. and stuff. But yep. the stuff that's like super in, like the in the street, you can't get. But if you're on a closed set in the street, you can do whatever you want, right? Um, so you have a lot more. Uh, playability there and i think they use it to their advantage really well oh yeah you feel like you are in gotham city this this gotham city yeah um so i think that's amazing well we talked about the acting before i don't know if i mean i let's talk about anton first for a second because i mean the work he does here really really cannot be emphasized so maybe so what does the production designer do exactly yeah so in this case you know it's his job to kind of draw the sketches that you see for like this world so like he's drawing these he drew these buildings. Like okay. if you can go back and look at some of the Batman books, if you guys are interested, you know, there's, there's some like some good coffee table books. There might be some stuff online. If you just search Anton first and, and Gotham it's, first is F U R S T uh, and, or uh, Anton first and Batman. Uh, so he did die. Um, uh, a, a couple years later, he committed suicide uh, a couple years after this movie came out. Um, yeah, he was, um, he, he, I think it was the same day Freddie Mercury died like late 90 uh. so he did not he was not really involved with the batman uh returns um look although you know burton did emulate some of you can see this some burton's you yeah. know but burton first had this great partnership with this movie so right so first draws all these sketches kind of works with the design team as far as getting them actually logistically built yeah. obviously working the director making sure this fits his image as well yeah so you kind of like kind of doing all of those things as far as getting you know working with the director working with the the carpenters it can even be built you know, you're working with, you know, the set that you have to deal with. Obviously, they had a huge studio in England. So they, they had pretty much carte blanche, which you can see here. But even a movie like we did, we did Awakening for the Patreon show, yeah. which Anton first coincidentally also did. And um, so with that, you're like, all right, now that was in a real hospital. So you're in this hospital. All right, well, what can we do with this space? You know, we, we're in a working hospital, so I know I can't knock walls down. I can't do that. But what I can do is I can bring in um, the same uh, you know, chairs they use in 1969 yeah. or the same desk. It could be painted. Can, we could put up, uh, yeah, we could put up the chains on the, on the windows. That's right. Stuff, right. Or you I can add it. like certain like specific like lighting they might yeah. have had back then. Yep. So it's, you know, a production designer for Mad Men was all about authenticity. A production designer for Batman is all about this wild gothic world. So it can change from job to job, but uh, Anton first, I mean, the, the world he creates here is 
unparalleled. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and it's perfect for a comic book movie. If that's what you want to go for, if you want to make it look like that. I mean, that's not what that's not what Nolan is really doing. Um and even a, a lot of the Marvel stuff uh, later on, that's not what they're doing. That's not their move, but if that's your move then there's no I I don't know of a better example. Yeah, Nolan I think world. was smart. He went the other way. He's like, "All right, let's make this as realistic as possible." Yeah. He kind of went the 78 Superman way. Uh and he's like, "All right, let's what's what would happen what would happen if there was really a Batman? Like what would the world look like?" Which I think is a really and that's why I like those movies yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. Cuz that's my that's what I love about heroes. I, I, it's why I like them like so much more than the Marvel ones. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like I love Batman, but even on my heavily biased uh, top 100 list, this is my third favorite superhero movie. So number 1 is Superman. Superman. Um, number two is Dark Knight. Yeah. And then this is my third favorite. Batman Begins doesn't quite crack my top 100, just misses. Um, but that's right there with him. But um, but this movie, and this movie keeps dropping, but it is still in my top 100. I don't know if it's going to crack the top 20 movies we've covered on this show. I was looking because I thought maybe Awakenings would, and it, it's Awakenings there's, too many, there's too many good ones. Yeah, so this is going to be, I think this might barely crack it. Because I'm thinking like right now my 20th favorite movie we've covered in this show is Beetlejuice. So do I like Batman more than Beetlejuice? I think I do. So it's, it'll probably crack it. But yeah, but I'll, if I'll someone likes Beetlejuice more, I, I'm not going to have yeah. that fight with them. I give it a B. I mean, I think it's good. Uh, and I wish if if the script were better, narrative were better, um, some of the plot holes closed. You get Prince this, music, though? That was another issue I had, is they sort of barely used the print. Like, oh, I think they use it more than you think. Did so they? I, I had, mean, there was so a part. I had both the, the, the CDs. I had the score, yeah, 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 the Danny yeah. Elfman score. Is it Bat Dance? That the, Bat yeah, the score. Da- right. The, yeah. no, well, no, you had the score. Yep, the score. Which right. is the Danny Elfman score. Yep. So that was his own CD. Yep. And you had to go out and you had to buy the Prince Batman CD, the Bat Dance, right? Right. And um, it had like nine, indiv- but the songs are all in there. You did, like the, the movie actually opens with one of the Prince songs. And then there's the, you know, but like you do hear them, you know, obviously Party Man, you hear very clearly. Yes. Yep. But there's are other ones that are kind of underneath the table, like, yeah, we watch enough times, but I really like that CD. I know it gets a lot of. Um, it's not his best work. It's, yeah, a lot of people kind of put it in kind of among Prince's like of his really popular stuff, one of his worst. I really like it, but I'm probably once again <laughs> incredibly biased. I just kind of felt like, why bring Prince in for this? Like, why? I mean, well, I guess wanted you- to be Prince and Michael Jackson. Michael oh, really? Jackson was going to do the love songs, and Prince was going to do like the fight scene songs. Oh, I see. And then they. I don't know if Michael Jackson wasn't wasn't interested or what happened, but then it ended up just kind of becoming Prince. Well, they had a they definitely had a, a rivalry. I mean, they definitely were yeah. were not friendly for a while. No, with that, I don't think that would have. I think how they have it works really well. Yeah, I think the music in this movie is because uh, I really like the Prince stuff and the Elvis stuff. Yeah, the Elvis stuff's off the charts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, some of the best. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. If you look at it in terms of individual scenes, they're great. If you look at it, look at it, you know, from the idea of there's there needs to be glue between these scenes. It's it's tough. Yeah, that, there's a connect, there's definitely some connection issues with the screenplay. I I, I can't argue that. Um, I uh, you know the other thing about this kind of time in history too is I think a lot of the Burton movies are unfortunately lumped in with the Schumacher movies to some extent. Are they really? To some extent. Because I see a clear yeah, it's line very, of demarcation between those it's two. It's just easy shorthand right. to be like, oh, those, those movies and then compare them to the Nolan movies. Oh, that's, that's just wrong. Yeah, I don't do I mean, there are, I guess, the, the connection there is uh, Pat Hengels plays Commissioner Gordon in all four and Michael Goh Go. plays uh, Alfred, Alfred in all four. Other than that, there's really not much. No. There's nothing, in fact, that even ties them together. I look at it like the Burton movies, the Schumacher movies, and the Nolan movies. The Nolan I movies, separate yeah. them. So, um, but you're right. I mean, if I had to pick, Chris, you can only have one series of Batman 
which one? I would pick no, Nolan, Nolan over over Burton. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm not I'm not that blind to it. Um, Are you interested in seeing? You probably will. The, what is it? The Batman? Yeah, is the, the Matt Reeves one. Yeah, I'm very excited. I am excited to see it. I'm not the biggest. Uh, who's a main actor in that? I'm not. Uh, uh, Robert Patterson. Robert, I'm not. He's a good. Big, He's been good in some things I've seen. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I have that bias of him in his Twilight films. Oh, well, I mean, I never saw his Twilight movies, so I don't know about that. But oh, well, you know. You watched those? those? I saw the first one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he's good. He's in a movie called Good Time, which is pretty... Good Time is a crazy movie. Yeah, so then you Yeah, said, that's then... good. He also did the, the uh, sci-fi movie more recently. Can't remember the name of it, but he's in... He's in like a... He's in Tenet, too. He is intended. He's good in I should stop my bias. Yeah. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Paul Dano's in it. He's great. He is and great. And then Colin Farrell is the Penguin. That show. I think it should be pretty fun. I didn't know that he was Penguin. Now. Yeah. That's going to be weird. Be weird. So hopefully it is. Hopefully it has a lot of, because Batman's weird. You know, so the weirder the better. And that's what's fun about this movie too, is that it has a very weird energy to it. I mean, you literally see Joker electrocute a man to death. You do. And then laugh With in his face buzzer. and say, I'm glad you're dead. Yes. Like, which is fantastic. <laughs> Like he's he's legitimately like mean and nasty, and especially as a kid, like they didn't like Lex Luthor in the Superman movies is not that he's funny and he's sarcastic, but he's not that like overwhelming no. sense of evil that that you get with Joker is Nick, like Nicholson. Yeah, Joker. you see, you know, you see Nicholson shoot his number one guy for no reason, Poof, like yeah, in cold blood, just for just, just, just goodbye because he's a little frustrated. Yeah, I uh, that's that's actually it's one thing I do want to defend here is Nicholson's Joker because a lot of people are like oh well. Heath Ledger just blew it out of the water. And yeah, I, I guess he did, but he like, did. that's not fair. Like it's, it's, no, it's not two different characters, two different, two different, like whole different world. I mean, yeah. a whole different thing. Like, and I think Nicholson should have got nominated. Uh, the only thing is like, what are you nominated for? Is it actor or cause that's, part, part of that agreement that he made with that. Remember yeah. I told you about his Laker games. The another thing in that, another line item in that contract, he had a top billing. Well, that makes sense. I was, I was wondering that I saw it and I was like, is this really, I mean, I suppose, I guess it makes sense. He's a, he's much bigger than Keaton at that time. Oh, I mean, he always will be. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, he is right. And you know, we saw with Superman 78 Superman, like Marlon Brando got Brando (laughs) for 12 minutes. Like what are we doing (laughs) here? Uh, in fact, Gene Hackman even had top billing over Christopher Reeve or Christopher Reeve. He he was staring that one. But, um, yeah, I think, I mean, you could see why Nicholson was, I mean, Jack Nicholson in a comic book movie was a complete game changer for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, probably it was the same way in 78 when Marlon Brando agreed to do Superman. It must've blown people's minds. I think anybody, I mean, no one should ever, uh, the, the Nicholson, the Nicholson performance is brilliant. It's, it's an amazing performance. It really no one is. should ever, ever, ever criticize people that. He's acting though. his, aw- there's, there's nothing to criticize. He's well, fucking he awesome. Ledger did like his Yeah, thing. but it's different. It's They're different. different people. This, you know, Nicholson's is way more, he's less, He's an he's anarchy, but it's less of that. He's he's way more playful and goofy than than uh, you know than Dark Knight. I mean, and, it's just, and Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is different than Heath Ledger's, and it is different than yeah. than Jack Nicholson's. And it's funny we've had two actors win Oscars for playing Joker, and then you know we had a third almost get nominated. He won. He got nominated for Golden Globe. Like yeah. it's funny how that one role can can, can, can get you some Oscar. I guess or at you least have the opportunity. Get you damn close. Yes, <laughs> you should take it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, whoever plays a Joker, but uh, or I guess for Jared Leto, it can it can also not, oh, not work either. No. Jared Leto, terrible oh, as a Joker. That's too bad. He's done some. He he, he has such a, a promising career in I the know. beginning. And he's a musician. He's a smart guy. He's just kind what of, shitty. Kind of yeah. What shitty movies he's chosen? Um, oh, so bad. Yeah, I. Uh, so uh, what are you gonna give it? Uh, you ha- you know. Come on now. Come on. You're almost there. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an A minus. Uh, that is uh, way too generous. I really like, I really, I, I, 
You there, would there's, just... there's two ways to do this show. You can do this show the <laughs> AFI way, which is like, oh, Citizen Kane's the best movie, Casablanca's second. I can just run through the list and we can just do that. Or we can actually talk about movies that mean a lot to us and we can have actually unique lists and and uh people want to come at me for this that's fine um i i i don't know if it's gonna be a fun fight because i do i do follow my sword a little here and like look if you have massive criticism about this movie i understand i don't know if it's fair to knock nicholson's performance just because other people no did way. it 20 years later that's kind of bullshit but the other parts of the movie where you say like oh the script is is doesn't connect well the vicky vale stuff drags the movie down i can't argue with you because you're probably right yeah I, i'll defend to the wall pretty much every performance the i'll i'll defend the cinematography um i'll defend i'll defend everything about this movie basically except for the script that's the only thing that i won't defend on this movie but i think it does su- enough damage where it's just it it, it just you're gonna get a, a minus that's not that far apart no, B, uh, there's there's, there's a, you know a minus is closer to a than it is to b you know what I mean? If you called it a B plus, I'd feel a little bit more comfortable. No, I can't. I can't do that yet. Maybe, maybe in 30 years from now, I'll, I'll be right well, now for move my so child. My only that, pushback, but. and I'm not, I under, I get what I'd rather be the second, by the way, too. Of course, we're not fucking AFI. We're talking about how, what this movie means to us. Right. Um, so, and I'm with you on that. Of course. I just think there are many other instances where the script failures, uh, would the glaring script failures would turn you off of a movie. You would be really pissed about other movies you would just you would knock and destroy mm-hmm. other movies and i just i'm probably not being fair i said on the top i'm not gonna be fair i'm just thinking you're not gonna get a very you just uh, say a b and, and we're, we're, it's we're not, fine no, it's not a b though well at the end of the day though too this movie did and still does like there's still like some element where this movie uh i don't say magically transports it's lame but like that no, same kind it, of it feeling like world. yeah i feel like i'm in this world i these characters are so interesting and iconic to me so there must be a reason for that this movie must work on a lot of levels it does. so it does. because of that you have to i have to bump it up. it's not a b i don't give this a b no i give it an a minus i'll stick with that like i said it's right there with like beetlejuice for me now I'm sure people might hear that and, and drive off the road maybe if you're a big beetlejuice fan i get it um but for me this movie is really entertaining still and i'd be i'd be going i'd be lying if i didn't say that okay I'm, that's fair. I mean, uh, Keaton is better as Beetlejuice, though, than he is as Batman. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, he's that's he's a, really good as Beetlejuice. He's awesome in that. Nothing. He's, he's bad here. He just doesn't have a lot to do. Batman, though. Um, we haven't seen. I, I haven't seen Clooney and Kilmer in a while. Oh, <laughs> well, it's not even. You don't even need to. Uh, Bale is is a better Batman. I, Affleck was good. He was good. Um, not nowhere near as good as Bale. Bale is, Bale is really good. Bale, Bale is underrated as Batman. People knock him all the time. They, well, are, who are these people that knock Bale for Batman? Who yeah, are these people that knock like, oh, like, Nicholson for Joker? The voice and shit. Like, Fuck, that, that's not his call. He's I don't think so that's, good. That's not He's his call. really good. I don't think that that's his call with the voice. I mean, they... they um, so he he might have done it away, but they... they um, The sound designer did that to his voice with with in partnership with the director i i i, I don't think it's a fair i they think, put an effect on I his voice bale, it's not his fault bale is fantastic you need to be gruff and gravelly um uh, that's i fine. think the part of the thing is to go like he you know the villains in batman this is the way it's even the way it is in the comics are so yeah. much more interesting than batman himself so it's true um yeah bat, uh, bale's the best keaton's second for me affleck's definitely. third yeah definitely keaton's really good as Batman. he's really good i just think he doesn't have enough to do he gets more in the second one Oh yeah, I haven't. It's been so long. I probably haven't. Seen hope that we ran into it. We yeah, ran into it once. We couldn't cover it because of the sequel rule. But now oh, right. we now we, now can we can cover it. Yeah, I hope we get to it. Yeah, me too. Because that that would be good to see. Hopefully, he's got he's got more. But 
I don't. Yeah, so I don't fault him. I think he's great. I just don't think he's got a ton, a ton to do. Well, yeah, Jack Nicholson's the movie, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then you also have to deal with the origin story like hurdles. Yeah, you do. Which they actually did a good job not making this a whole because it would have been easy to just do that. Yeah, make this an origin story. I like how they. And a lot of comic book fans are really pissed off that it's Joker that kills his parents. Look, it's, 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 it's you know every series is going to have their own little creative. Yeah, I, I actually think it's fine. I actually think that the scene with the young actor that plays Jack Nicholson is so good because that guy looks like young Jack Nicholson. <laughs> he really does. He, isn't it weird? He, he has like the same smile. Yeah. They did a great job casting that that they part. Did. And um, that's the way that I was introduced. I never really read comics. Hmm. That's the way. I, that's how I just thought it was. It's uh, Joker killed Batman's uh, parents, and so therefore. Right. Batman, the Batman creates Joker. Yeah. Kind of. I just thought that that was the way it was, but uh, so I had no, 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 it's not no at all problem. in the comics at all. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a twist that a lot of people were upset about. Yeah. Even as a kid, I didn't mind that though. I'm like, oh, that's fine. Like, I, it's just, it's just this story. Yep. And I think that story is told really well. And I like the fact that Joker, I, 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 even though it's probably a wild coincidence, but I do like the fact that they kind of made each other and this that duality i enjoy i love the scene you know the church when he kind of grabbed joker they're looking at you yes. face to face uh that's like that's a great iconic shot it i is. mean and because you're seeing the two sides of the same coin in a way yep um yeah we did your batman it's over such a good movie. Go to, if you haven't if, you if you're younger and haven't seen it Try to go with open mind. Try to forget the normal stuff and just go in and sit, you know, get some popcorn, sit back, watch it, and enjoy Nicholson, you know, going, going crazy. It's, it's a really fun, beautiful movie to look it's at. Beautiful movie. I have no problem. I'm going to stick with my A minus. Put it, put it in pen, my friends. This is a very, very good movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a bad call, but, uh, but that's okay. We can, it's, it's fine. I understand. I understand. B. B for me. I'm de- I mean, can't not recommend. I mean, this is a, you got to see it. Uh, the, the, everything about it except for the script. Even the score, like everything, is amazing. Shall we? Uh, anything else on uh, on Batman you want to touch on? Yeah, I just don't think you have a soul. Like I don't. <laughs> think, I think you're a soulless alien from some weird planet that well, doesn't know Boy Meets World was ever created, and just I mean, you definitely weird. you definitely agreed with all of my points on Batman. You yeah, just I can't uh, fight you too right yeah, I mean, I'll fight you on <laughs> Superman stuff. Is that, that was way off? And that was this B2. one too. Batman is. Uh, that's this why is, that's why we have to watch the shows for the movies for this show too. Like I yeah. I was like, well, I hadn't seen it, but when I watch movies for this show, I do watch them a little differently. I'm much more critical than I yep. am if I Me too. watch it. It is it is funny how that because I was starting to notice stuff and I started to get annoyed. I'm like, why are we doing this show? Like we ruined this movie for <laughs> <laughs> fuck this movie again. Uh All right. one thing that doesn't get ruined ever mm. is down to the wire. Well, we talked about them last week. Down to the wire is back this week. They are a comedy podcast that dives into back page news. Uh, that's a really fun uh, segment they have in their show is that they will uh, talk about different weird news stories happening all over the world. Um, here's one crazy one. A Florida man high on meth fights off a dozen cops while <laughs> masturbating. Why is it always Florida man? I don't understand that meme, but, but it seems to be the case. Yeah, it does. There's a lot of Florida man <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, doing crazy shit. I've been to Florida and I don't, remember was that like you you some random naked guy masturbating taking on cops no it was not was that you weren't no i'm not that guy i'm no. not florida man i'm new hampshire man new hampshire is that gonna be you one day don't <laughs> yes. talk about you on the show probably uh they just have like fun oddities all around the world uh they cover that weekly on their show every tuesday uh the show it's a lighter fun show things are all fucked up with the pandemic everything else you can just relax, put on down the wire, laugh. They have a, a fun thing where they discuss niche sports, uh, like uh, a mix of one sport's called Calcio Story Show, 
which is a mix of rugby and bare knuckle boxing. <laughs> what? How do you? That sounds frightening. So like whoever gets the ball, you just, just get punched, just knock them beat the hell out of them. Out. Well, it's another, another sport you won't be good at, but you can uh, check out, uh, I'm, <laughs> I would literally destroy you in every is sport. That sport. In that, in that you sport. would no, not. No, no. Well, I, I, you know, I mean, I, I'd fight mm. <laughs> I, I'll fight you. That's fine. You're not that big. A, big, a bigger guy would just. And I, uh, we'll see. I outweigh you by a good forty, but maybe thirty five pounds at this point. Uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's I don't know. I'm, I'm mean. Have though. you been creeping up? Yeah, I have been. Yeah, I, 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 I'm mean though. You're putting on your pandemic weight. I, I, I I'm mean too. Uh, no, I'm, no, I'm a mean. I'm like a bad person. I'm like, me, like I'm mean. I'm, I'm horribly competitive. If you're gonna fight, you have to fight to win. Yeah, right. I actually think the snowball one would be better for us to do. I don't want to fight you. I would feel bad. I, 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 would not, I don't want to fight I would, you I either. Bad if I hurt you, but if I hurt what? like another per, like a stranger or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can listen on uh, Down to the Wire. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. And they also have a website. It's www.dttw entertainment. So Down to the Wire. Yeah. Um, uh, so Down to the Wire. D ttwentertainment.com you can watch clips from their show uh they have blogs uh and they even have uh some more of those like back page stories which i think is like probably the most fun segment i, yeah, I yeah. listen to the show I, I really enjoyed it also one other thing they have nothing but five star reviews people love this show people it's love that show like it, they are like 81 for 81 on five star reviews i mean i like the show too do i i mean i want five stars though i don't understand why i don't get this well, we have people that hate our show, we hate our show. <laughs> <laughs> they, these so they're not. universally the loved is not they're universally loved and we're sometimes we are, loved yes we are loved. <laughs> sometimes we are, hated yes <laughs> hated yes uh luckily that's not the case with down the wire comedy podcast go check them out they're fun you can kind of escape in that world for a bit and I, I can't recommend it enough. Down to the wire. The greatest songbird of our generation. <laughs> Jesus. Richard Marks. Yeah. Uh, I just crushed us. Uh, sorry about that. I just like muted me. I'm so angry trying to get the song off. Um, this. Uh, you, agree, so, you agree with that? Wait, what did you the say? The greatest songbird of our generation? The greatest song board? Bird. I'm saying this is songbird. Oh, Richard Marks. Richard Marks. He is. He's a voice of a generation. Um, he. No. So no. this song <laughs> is, was number one for three weeks. Ugh. This is off of his second album um, called Repeat Offender. Which, which is pretty funny. It's like. Mm, so the first album was the first offense. That's that's, that's funny. It's a little self. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think so. It's the coolest thing about him. That's probably the coolest name. thing about it. Cool name, Richard Marks. I like that name. That is a good mark. Wish that was Very my name. name. You, well, I don't want the name. I Richard, call you Richard I Marks. I don't want. I don't want Dick Richard. Marks. Dick. Yeah, that's the thing. Dickie. I don't want to be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, you. I like never that. be a Richard. Richard Marks. Why? Cool. I don't understand. I had people. You know, Sounds our generation. Our people in our generation named Richard. Why wouldn't you just be? nicknamed rick or rich why would you ever take the nickname dick rick mark well no one does though no people do but then you no, then you own no it one eventually you, does no yes they do i knew people in you, high school friends in high school named i don't dick? have friends no i would never befriend someone like that because you never be friend someone named dick i would never befriend someone befriend someone named dick no that's 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 a bad you you get it you have to just stand up for yourself you're a pushover if you're going to allow that to happen in mm. your life don't you think you're a pushover? You have a, or you, you just, just trying to be no, ironic? Maybe I don't know. I don't know why you would choose it. I don't think. But Richard didn't, or he's Richard. Richard. No, he's Richard Marks. So anyway, uh, hit number one. That's why we had to fucking cover. It. I, I re- why do you always do the number one show song on? Why you can do the number one song on the Patreon show? 
Can I? Yeah, why not? We don't always do number one movie on this show. I guess you're right. I don't know. I'm much more happy. I'm actually really happy. I, I don't know. I'm really happy to do the next one. The next one will be will be much more fun. <sighs> Richard Marks. So he writes this for uh, his wife at the time, Cynthia Rhodes. Uh, you might have known her from a couple movies, like uh, Runaway was the one that that uh, that stood out for me. Did you ever see that that Tom Selleck movie with like the robot? Yeah, I think there was robot robot spiders. Oh my god! He no. was a cop. It's like a futuristic oh. cop, and wow. it was this technologist. I think was uh, was the bad guy, and he kept building these robots that would kill people. And you don't remember this no. robot spiders that would crawl into your house at night, and it would inject you with this venom and oh. kill you in your sleep. Tom Selleck movie career never quite worked. <laughs> no, it oh, didn't. It doesn't help when you can't do Indiana Jones. Because you had to do you because you were oh, contracted. Oh, you're supposed oh, to be in Aaron forgot, Jones, but Magnum P.I. wouldn't let him out. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Did you like Magnum P.I.? It was pretty good. It wasn't I mean, bad. For what it was, like my like my grandmother watched it. Like she yeah. liked it a lot. Right? My teachers liked it. Yeah. But like it was on, you're like, all right, well, it's it's, it's all shot on location in Hawaii. He drives around in a cool car. Like that was way it was way worse stuff than that. I think so. Yeah, but I still Richard Marks, for instance. <sighs> Richard Marks. Richard Marks. So um this is his third number one song in a row, though. Like he does, he he he, he, he used yeah. fucking writing hits. Those two albums, he had some monster hits on it. Monster hits, which we'll get into. Great. <sighs> I really don't want to talk about this song, honestly. But we're kind of this song sucks, dude. It's really bad. It's really bad. Um, what? Let me. Richard s- Marx sucks. He's, he's really sucks. Like he's, he's really. He, he's, well, Richard well, Marx is fucking trash. I've got like uh, I definitely have a Rushmore of suck that we're gonna get into too. Uh, maybe that'll be more fun to talk about. But I did want to show. I, I do want to showcase why. So. so We've talked about this many times before. Adult contemporary music just is terrible. It's this catch-all of just music that doesn't move you in any way. It's it's this easy listening, shitty music. Now there are good artists out there who could be considered adult contemporary. James Taylor, even um, Lionel Richie, who do better, like more intricate, interesting songs. Richard Marcus is not one of them. No. He's a completely derivative motherfucker. So, for some strange reason, he is so in love with this piano line that he creates for this song that he sings the, that's his melody. Here it is again. Listen to the piano. The piano is the voice. Like, I don't understand why you have to play it and sing it at the same time. He's so in love with that stupid melody. It's, It's a terrible linear melody too it's just right up and down the scale there's nothing interesting about it. he's not jumping around at all he loves it so much that he decides to guitar. bring it back on the guitar yeah that's not a guitar solo this is epic <laughs> yeah so badass this guy's such a badass motherfucker this is like a fucking biker game bitch can you man. imagine anyone like going and like i need to buy the the latest richard marks <laughs> no like, like I, it's such a weird like disconnect for me i don't get it this was a dance like this did happen you know we were talking about on the last episode which was was 90 right so the yeah. kind of the year after this was still being played at junior high dances i don't remember that i remember it being like my grandma would listen to easy listening stations or whatever and it was like that like oh, this song was over. on all the time Wham, whom whom 94.9 the band of my existence and um you know, it's like early nineties. This was like, this was a staple. This, this song in particular was like on, all, all over the, the place. He also does the douchiest thing. Listen to this bass slide. Did you hear that? Yeah. That didn't really bother me, I guess. Did it? Yes. Yeah, a slide, this douchey slide bass that he's fucking doing. It's so douchey. It's so stupid. 
I fucking hate it. I just it. think he's so boring. It's such it's super boring, boring music. It's just, it just. There's like, also why even write like why cre- I guess don't do it. make money. I just guess, don't but, do it. Yeah, don't do it. But, but like, but why? Like, what is the? It can't be fun. Like he he can't be having you can't fun be having this. fun singing that song. No. That's actually that's one of the things I was thinking about too. Is all these adult contemporary musicians? It can't be fun. There's no. It's not emotional. You're just kind of in this melancholy state. It's weird. It's yeah. not pretty. It's not fun. It is not fun to sing that song because there's nothing challenging to it at all. It's just this very up and down the scale. There's it's nothing like listening to an antidepressant. Yeah. It's just like, uh, it's just like, just, you know, numbs you out and you're just, right. walking through a fucking vat of mayo or something. It's, it's just, it's, it's just, just lethargy. It's, it's just, just nothing. Shitty. Um, the other thing is there's 40 seconds of piano before he starts singing at the beginning. And I, of I, I love every second of it. Every one I cherish. I think I, I listen to it. Normally I listen to it, you know, on uh, the song on repeat oh. just to get my subconscious. I listen to it twice because I'm like, I Did you watch this. the video. Oh my God. Yeah. And I, <laughs> it's like all like him on tour. Yeah. I mean, I get it. He did 14 months of tour on the last yeah. for the last album. And so he was writing this album while he was on tour and he didn't, there he, is a shot of screaming time. girls excited to see him. Did you see it? They're like, <laughs> it's just like, what you don't, I don't think anyone th- that, that didn't seem. Accurate. It's another pretentious mullet too. We've got just like we had Ted Nugent on the last episode and all the other fucking damn Yankees with their pretentious mullets. He's got his curly mullet. I wonder if Mark's is a cooler guy to hang out with than Ted Nugent. I think so. I probably, would actually, right? he's probably, he's, he's, he's married Daisy Fuentes now. Oh really? He left that lady. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. sad. Yeah. yeah. But not for her, I guess, but then he, <laughs> yeah, he wanted to be with Daisy Fuentes. Um, so the other thing, but the thing is like he does some, I go in and I hate, I hate Richard Marks, but then I checked out some of his last album. Oh no. Should have known better. His last album. What is this? Like 1988? 88 or 87. Yeah. No, what, what, what is no it? I'm saying not as most recent. I'm saying like I was listening to the first album, oh, the first just album. checking out some of his older stuff, dude. All this right. isn't a bad song. Should have known better. Like that's not any worse than say no, uh, Kenny Loggins tune right. in that time. Right. You know, like a Top Gun song, right? Yeah. Uh, Danger Zone. That's, that's not much worse no, than that. It's fine. And even. Um, so this is his first album. That's not so bad. That's pretty, not as bad as bad, it, yeah, but it's not as bad as the fucking adult contemporary no, shit. I guess it's pretty bad. Yeah, but it's not as bad as like the as right here waiting for you. Um, what were the other ones? Um, like endless summer. Oh, hold on to the nights. That hold was on his, to the night. That was a big one from the first and that's album. Rough, and that's just as bad as this. That is just as bad as this. We're, we might we might run into that album. I don't think we'll run into that album. He, <laughs> no, his stuff was number one. I know. I'm just thinking that we might not have to go. So we're there. not going to talk about Richard Marks ever again? Well, it's not we that can't, like, We can't just it's keep not not, banned from the show. Anyone else just, to talk about No, I know. But it's just like, what can we talk about, though? What, what do I say about him? He sucks. Adult contemporary sucks. He's boring. His songs are boring. He's married to this chick. Okay, now he's married to this chick now. What, what else What else are we going to talk about with Richard Marks? There's only so often that I can do the Mount Rushmore of, adult, of, of terrible adult contemporary men. Which, by the way, Matt, so Matt... I'm sorry about that. So, yeah. So, I, it's just it came so up. We're taping today at noon. At 11.08, Matt texts me and says, hey, can you get your top five all-time <laughs> pop? I'll read you the text. I'll play say, that game. I, I didn't say, fuck. hey, can you get? I was very polite No, you were. No, I'm sorry, you were. You were. You wrote, you have 11.08 today. <laughs> we're taking at noon. You have time to do. Do you have time? No, no. I'm oh, re- okay. I'm reading you the text. Right, right, you right. have time to. I, was, well, I, 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 yeah. I didn't read that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To do two. I don't know why the two is there. It must have been a typo. Five worst male adult contemporary singers. 
And I wrote, I question don't. Question mark? Right, question mark. I, wrote, I don't. You can if you want. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I said, okay. I, no. why, I, mean, I wasn't expecting. I just figured I would throw it out there in case you could. What? <laughs> <laughs> 40 minutes. I, well, I'm sorry. I, uh, you know, I started preparing for the show a couple hours before we, couple we hours. <laughs> yeah, you could have told me last night. Well, it didn't come Box to me until, I was, until I'm looking, I didn't think about it. Cause I'm like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm watching Batman. Used- I'm eating gummies. Like, <laughs> playing fucking sim baseball till four oh, in the morning, yeah, baby. So are you keep doing that? Were you up till three in the morning again last night? Uh, no, I've been using, uh, they're not even sponsoring the show today, but I've been using two tours gummies to, uh, help me get, uh, I've been, I, last week was a rough week for me sleeping wise. So I've been, um, this is gonna this is gonna end well. Multiple gummies. <laughs> to, uh, I've I've been taking two to get myself, and they got me on a good cycle. I feel like so much better than I did the last couple of days. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. What time did you end up uh, getting to bed? Last night, two, which is good for me. Man, that still seems so. Yeah, like, that's fine for me. If one in, between one and two is where I should be. Yeah. And, but I was it was starting to creep to like three and four, and you're like, eh, it's not great. So then I um the two gummies, like, the gummies really do a good out. job. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I would have. I just normally I think to myself I can come up. You know, I usually I yeah. give myself a few hours before the show so that I can, you know, look through things and, and, uh, and get prepared. And normally there's something that just catches my eye or attention and I find something to talk about where with Richard Marks, it's like, I, it's just what the fuck. So what does this say? Your, your, your Mount Rushmore. Yeah, so I don't what, want to do. I hate the Mount Rushmore. Thing. We not, just it's not Mount Rushmore. I was just doing top, top five. five. That's top five. That's, That's top good. Five. All right. What, what it, you know, would you put Richard Marks? Is he your, your worst? Cause he's not my worst. Uh, well, I imagine like, um, and you can do contemporary ones too. Some from, you know, the mid two thousands or even so later. like is Kenny G on your list. He is. Okay. So he would have to be in there. And then, um, Michael Bolton has to be in there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for me, number five, old friend Enrique. Oh yeah. Now would you die for the one you You'd love? love. A beautiful song. So beautiful. I'm glad he's fifth though. Yeah. There's, there's worse. I can be hero, we, we covered this song for the show. Yeah, we did. That was a memorable episode um, where we said that he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number four, Richard Marks. He hits number uh, four. Are you, are you surprised he's that like low? I don't think he has had the career like length. He's like, had so, a pretty good career. There's probably he's no, had but he, but the, his, three number ones in a row. Right. But it was, it was a short window in time. It's true. And then I'm just, it's true with Enrique too, but I think someone like Michael Bolton, I feel like was around longer. There's more ways to offend us. Just being a repeat offender is multiple offenses. Yeah. Um, number three is, where is it? Uh, are any of these, I wonder going to bother me. Probably yes. Not. Really? Yeah. I'm going to yell at you. Yeah. I'm good. Where the fuck is it? Um, Oh fuck. You can tell Matt spent a lot of time preparing this list. Oh, fuck. Where'd it go? Just, I grabbed just, it. It's fine. It's oh, fine. People no. People know the song. People know the song. It's fine. No, they don't know the song. Uh, it was, I was going to play Banana Pancakes by uh, Jack Johnson, who's definitely number three on this oh, fucking list. Oh, that's terrible. This guy, no, he no, is adult contemporary. No, no, Trash. No, no, no. And do you know that song? We're cooking banana pancakes. I don't off the top of my head. And cooking banana pancakes. Like he's talking about cooking banana pancakes. All right. That's one song you don't no, like. No, all of his songs suck. All of his songs are fucking terrible. He Jack Johnson is the trashiest. Is this the banana pancake yeah. song? Thank you. This is a nice song. He likes to sing along with the guitar line too, just like Richard Marks. Perfect. This is nice. I don't know if you don't like this. Wait till he talks about banana pancakes. Oh, no one show. Pose. This is it. Yeah. 
There it is. <laughs> so, so, so why is that so bad? Oh my god! That's that's fine. That's a nice so, song. That's a nice song. That is the cheesiest. Um, you no. you liking Jack Johnson is one of the worst things ever. The fact that you like Jack Johnson hurts my soul. I do. I, I was like, I'll I would you totally to listen to that and have like a strawberry daiquiri and just chill the fuck out. That that sounds awesome. That's like a fun day. That's a good day. <laughs> sit, like nice weather. That out. is. You are you're, not you're that s- cheesy. You are not that cheesy. Sit outside. Even just like smoke a cigar and just like chill yeah. the fuck out. Yeah, you maybe eat a banana pancake. Yeah. Yeah, you just pretend it's the weekend. Yeah, like Jack. He is the worst. Um, okay, so he is number I three like worst. I so much more than you. <laughs> I know you do, and I don't. <laughs> I really do. He's, I don't like you like that you like him at all. Yeah. It kills me. Just yeah. kills me. No, 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 no. I mean, I like him more than you. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like, well, that's a bad. That's a bad. That's a bad take. <laughs> that's a great take. Number three, of course. That was three. Your four. Sorry, is number March. two. Number two. Sorry, well, this two. sucks. This song is awful. This is Jack Johnson's. Uh, he, this is what no, he strives no. to be. He wishes he could be good as Kenny G. Well, so I got your one and two then. Huh? Yeah, that's pretty good. Huh? Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, of course, the king. The absolute king of shit adult contemporary. He at least has. I'll say this about him. Okay, his music's awful. It's awful. And they obviously they mock it off his face and the whole thing. We yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awful. awful. And they, awful. They, you know, but uh, he at least seems to have a little bit of a sense of humor about it. Does he? He's done the stuff on SNL who's, and like who's he, the salt and pepper guy that we did uh, who won um or won oh or, yeah the uh, he's right. got sense of hate the, uh, American Idol guy yeah not Clay Aiken uh, that's not the no, guy no, saying but no no no, no, no. I know they who he call is, him like guy. the yeah the, the, but he had a really good sense of humor about he's himself. got yeah. the pups what's what's his like his brand his I his, forget now because it was headed with his first name I think right yeah the, uh, yeah. Right. He's like a Clint or something is his name. It's, it's not Clint, but anyway, but he has a sense of humor. Right. I don't know. Does Michael Bolton really have? He a seems sense of- he seems to be a little uh, in on the joke a tiny bit. <sighs> All right, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I guess then that gives him like a couple points, but he's still the worst. He's oh, he's the, the really top of the heap right there. I mean, like W H O M would be like, All right, next up we got Kenny G, All Richard by, Marks, and Michael Bolton. Followed by Michael Bolton. And, 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 and like I just be in the back seat or in the front seat, just and just like put my head in my hands, just like. Fuck, it's gonna be a long ride home, man. It sucks. Yeah. Did you ever ask your mom to change it? I'm sure oh, you did. Oh no, man. I just sat there silently. Like, yeah. No, I, I, I figured like, you might. Have. I was like, this, this sucks. Hey, well, she, shut the fuck think? up, Chris. This is my music. Oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, not no. She, no uh, yeah, more or less. <laughs> not that quite that blunt, but yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I like this. All right, Actually, yeah. You shouldn't. You shouldn't, mom. <laughs> yeah, um, right. You're distributing. You're, you're showing your bad taste, yeah. which you're passing on to me with Jack Johnson. You know, a decade later. Oh, anyway. Jack Johnson's good. the worst. Um, I think that's it for Richard Marks. I don't think we'll have to cover. I'll, that's all. I, I don't know that we need to. There's nothing. Cool else name. We- cool name. <laughs> he might be. He might be a cool guy. Don't know. Um, and um, yeah. All right. So where was I? Um, where were you? So this was. This summer is really maybe more than any summer of my childhood stands out. Like I mentioned earlier, we moved to New Hampshire, uh, June 23rd of this summer. Yeah. So this is, this week takes place, what, in August? Yeah. So, um, this was, I mean, I just, we moved here. We didn't know anybody. We're in this small town, New Hampshire. And then where I lived, it was, it was a lake town. So a lot of people were tourists. So everyone just thought we were, I think we might even had New York plates still for some of the time. Oh, yeah. So people just thought we were tourists. Right. And, um, and, it's funny how like we got treated differently the second the winter hit. Like people were a lot friendly to us, but at first they really weren't super friendly to us in town and stuff. I think people just thought we were just out of town, you know, uh, we we weren't living there. And um, 
we we moved into the house and the house had like these old appliances that didn't work very well. So we had to have them replaced, but it takes a while. It took a while for, cause we couldn't really, we didn't want to buy the appliances until we were actually in the house. So then we're in the yeah, house. That makes sense. And then, um, we had to wait for, but like, so we, you know, we're in this really remote dirt road in New Hampshire, but we can't cook dinner. So we have to go out to eat every night. Oh, so Jesus. we went out to eat at this place called gateway restaurant. It's where the, um, it's not there anymore. Uh, it's at the, uh, Lee traffic circle. Uh, how much of a drive is it to the Lee Traffic Circle from there? Oh, uh, 15 minutes. Oh, that's not as far as I thought. Because no. you're just going down 125. Is that how that would Route go? Route 4. Route 4. Yeah. Hmm. I guess I don't. Yeah, we're co- we're close on the Northwood side. Is where ah. we're not we're closer. But yeah, it was about 15 minutes. But um, uh, but we, we would go every the Gateway Restaurant, for those who don't know. I'm sure most of you don't. It was, um, I don't want to say it had like diner food, but it had like a very like large menu. So it had a lot of options. It had a kids, because my sister was only, uh, what, two or three at the time. Right. Um, nine. Um, so, you know, but it had like, a lot of options. So I had kids stuff and it had like pasta, but it also had like steak. It had burger. It had like a little everything kind of yeah. like a diner does. So the food was never great, but it, at least it always had an option that we would. We yeah. Would you're like. going to like something. And I was a pretty picky eater. I still am. And, um, they always had something, a couple options for me that I would like. Sure. So, um, we, uh, we went there every day. Like every single night for dinner, we would go there. Uh, I don't know why my dad just didn't get a grill, but I, I don't know. So we, because eventually we would. So I don't know why, but we we went out there like every every almost every night. Yeah, and the people they started to know us, and um, it was it was, they were very, very friendly to us, and they were uh, it was just like, when I think back to that summer, I think of that. I also think of going to the movies a lot. Like my dad felt bad for me because I didn't have any friends. We just moved there. I didn't know anyone in town, so like he would bring me to the movies like every week. So like we went and saw Batman. You know, I saw Batman three times, but we also saw like the new Indiana Jones movie. Oh, right. um, uh, Last Crusade came out that summer. Like there were, there were, it was a pretty good summer for movies. Like Ghostbusters two came out that summer. Like it was a pretty, yeah. pretty good summer for movies. So, but we would go every week just because something get me out of the house and just so I could do something fun. Um, and um, it just, I did. It, it, I remember feeling really lonely, but it was also kind of exciting because like, all right, I'm going to this new school in the fall. Like if this t- this exact week, I was probably really excited to go to school. I think that was one of the last years in New Hampshire that we uh, we went to school after Labor Day, right? Because eventually, a couple years later, they started pushing it a couple days before in in August, yeah. even. Eventually, where I went to school, Cole Brown is known around the area for being the first one to go to school. So we would go back to like t- two weeks into August. It was fucking ridiculous. Well, that's yeah, that's way so, early. There was one summer where they made the real change, and it sucked because you got out late. You know, oh yeah and you're you like late back, june and then it's like this, so you yeah. get two months oh it's awful dude yeah that's that really less sucked. than two months you probably got so, yeah. seven weeks or something right. six weeks yeah we blokes. went back like the third week of august and we Ugh. got out of school the third week of june it's like oh this sucks um and uh yeah but i uh it was um it was like i was really excited you know because you could meet new friends you know it's exciting but you're also i remember being so nervous and uh i just didn't know anything i didn't you know it's an entirely new world and i was i had only lived in my other house in deer park so not like i had ever moved before i had changed schools but i never really but it's just and it is a culture shift too big time huge. from from the two places i went really from is. having cable hbo yeah. everything to living on a dirt road with no cable like now yeah. we have an antenna like so like that sucks i wasn't able to watch a lot of my shows i wasn't really i wasn't really happy about the move but i wasn't really down on it yet because it still was new and exciting and like my family was all together. My dad wasn't working uh, at all. So it was, you know, he went from working all the time to having this Being summer around. off. And then we were also trying to get um, my mom's business ready. So there was a lot of stuff that we were, we were doing. So I, it wasn't like we felt like we were, I was bored a ton. I, it also just felt new and exciting. Just sure. even exploring the woods around my house was kind of new and exciting because I just never seen it before yeah. or been around or been, been there before. The next summer, that sixth grade 
fifth to sixth grade summer. That sucked because then I already know and I had, I still had no friends because I was like you know I did, I had a tough time making friends the first couple years there in in New Hampshire. I had I had that goofy accent, uh, even you know even worse than the goofy accent I have now. And uh, it was just and I it was that was and my dad was like starting to get really sick that summer. This summer he's still healthy, so like that you know that next summer was really rough. But this summer in particular was kind of new and exciting and yeah, I can see that and um. It was um it was like an adventure. I remember feeling like I was on like, a good adventure with my family like that summer and like it was um it probably is pretty similar to people who have kids now during the pandemic. Like eventually it's it is pretty it is fun at times to just have it just the four of you or whatever. Just your nuclear family kind of be forced just to be together. Sure. Because you have no other options. And um it is it is fun. Like we did a lot of like, you know, family bonding that that summer was great. Like we hung out all the time because all we had was each other. Where, you know, eventually, you know, people, you know, parents go back to work and then you go to school and, you know, everyone kind of sets, you know, does their lives again. But for that summer was, was, was fun. I have, I have warm memories of that summer. Um, but then like, then things start to turn dark. My dad gets yeah. sicker and then, and, and it gets, gets rougher. I do, I do eventually get friends in seventh grade, like I've mentioned on the show before, but, uh, those first two years were rough, but I didn't know that yet. So I was pretty hopeful. This was, I, I would say this is a positive time, I think. That's great, I think. Yeah, uh, for a for a happier story. Yes, the the newness of New Hampshire, like hadn't worn off yet, but it does fairly by 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 January of ninety. I'm like, oh, this 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 sucks. Yeah, I'm not really enjoying this anymore. I had a friend in college whose family would go out, not because they didn't have appliances and they just moved somewhere, but would go out to dinner every night. Oh my gosh! Like I couldn't even. That was like such a weird world for me. We wouldn't we wouldn't go out very much at all. We went out to eat quite a bit. Yeah, you know, coming from New York, you know, my dad yeah. grew up in the city, so that was kind of like his. Like he was just used to going out to restaurants sure. a lot. My mom was like, "Okay, cook." I don't think she really likes cooking that much. So like, so we would we'd eat out a lot. Never fancy restaurants. <laughs> my parents weren't the most uh, like super sophisticated people in that end. Um, well, it's also expensive to do. It it's also expensive, yeah. and also having a kid around like right. that wasn't the world. But like a family restaurant, like I I would say we went out to eat even during normal times. I don't know. I felt like a couple nights a week. We would do takeout, you know, every maybe, yeah. I don't even know if it once a week, but um, maybe you would average that where we'd get like pizza on Friday. Maybe once a week we'd hit a restaurant, once a week we'd do takeout, yeah. something like that. Yeah, uh, the takeout definitely, but it was rare that we would go out and sit somewhere. It would be hmm. more of a special occasion. Um, I mean, every once in a while, but it would be months, I would think. We wouldn't, we wouldn't like eat somewhere. We usually would get like, we'd watch, we'd watch movies. We'd have Friday movie night or something and, uh, yeah. and get takeout. It's kind of how, how that would work. But uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, we, we went, we went out to eat a lot, but that one, that one summer, we went every six day. straight weeks. We were just out to eat the same place. Yeah. It was very, it was very odd. That was strange. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't bad. Like I never like hated going there. Cause at least they always said something I liked. So it wasn't like, well, and it breaks up your day too. If you're all together all yeah. time, it's not, people are going to work. People aren't going to I school. Know. So it's kind of a good break to say, okay, let's go to the, yeah. So you don't get cabin uh, fever too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Cool. Um, just one news story this week. Cause just one, because um, I want to. I kind of want to have the discussion. Yeah. So uh, this was the week where Pete Rose got banned from baseball. Mm. So he now uh, a quick timeline here. So the year kind of began even in spring training. There were rumors of the story, and Sports Illustrated kind of broke the story in a way. Um, they knew that this. I think they knew that this report was starting to be investigated and everything else. And they it was a cover story, like like opening week of baseball it was like Pete Rose. Meanwhile, remember he's the manager of the Reds at this point. Right. He was the manager of the Reds. From, you know, we're in nineteen nine. Nah, 89. 89 i'm sorry 89 now so uh from 86 to 89 he was manager of the reds 
Uh, he was a player manager. I was going to say he was a player manager. Uh, I'm sorry, 85, 85 and 86, he was a player manager. That's such a weird concept. It's so he was the last one. Yeah. Um, it's, isn't, that straight, isn't that crazy? So strange. So strange. Um, I don't know if you'll ever see it again. I never, never say Can't never. Um, there were rumors David Ross might do it. He's the manager of the Cubs now. Like, there's a few been like, you know, if you're like a backup catcher kind of thing. The thing yeah. is like, the thing is fucked up with Rosa was Rose was also chasing a record. He was chasing Ty Cobb's hit record. Yeah. So he's putting himself in the lineup and, you know, there are a few, check it out, kids. Go check out Pete Rose's 1980s production and think he's a first baseman. Like, he couldn't hit for power. He was like a singles hitter. And like, he was, you know, I, I know the 80 Phillies won the World Series. The 83 Phillies went to the World Series. Yeah. But imagine how good that team would have been. Not so much the 80 Phillies. He was still productive. But like 83, 84, 85 uh, Reds were good. You yeah. know, and it's like, oh, you know, he was... He was kind of an anchor. A little help holding back. But by 86, yeah. he wasn't playing every day anymore. But even so, like, I think that team finished in second place. Just in second, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit of self-serving stuff going on. Um, but regardless, you know, he broke the record, so there you go. And um, he was a... He was an okay manager. Uh, 86, 87, 88, they finished in second place every year. Uh, and remember, out 1990, Lupinella takes over and they win the World Series. Right. So you wonder, is like, maybe he was actually a shittier manager than yeah. Um, than we, we had we had known. 89, the year was a mess, and the year was a mess was because of this gambling uh, story. Just it was caught it caught a whole whole season. So the the smoke kept getting deeper and deeper into the season with him. Uh, and then they released the Dowd reports, and that had multiple witnesses saying that he had been on baseball as a manager, and he had bet on the Reds. Yeah. Um, and he was then, um, he, he, so how it works was he signed an agreement saying that he would be on the ineligible list. Now, probably a bad idea for him to do that. He does that. And for him, ineligible for the hall of fame, ineligible baseball Oh, for baseball, He's basically like you are no longer involved with baseball. I see. He didn't have to sign that. And he knew signing that every, everyone who's ever been on the ineligible list has never been brought back on. Right. But he claims he signed it with the. Now, Pete Rose, meanwhile, has lied his entire life. Yeah, he's he seems a like a liar. Big All liar. he does is lie. In big fact, liar. in the news story I'm reading, he says on there, oh, I'll never bet on sports again. And Pete is, Rose, yeah, bets, right. you know, I bet he plays bets today. Like, yeah. He bets all the time. He's never stopped. So um, he lies all the time. He claims that they told him, if you, if you do this list now, wait until things die down, you can apply for reinstatement. Oh. We'll seriously consider you. Okay. Now, there's no limit on when you can apply. You can apply whenever you want for reinstatement. That's never you can apply. It just doesn't mean it'll take you seriously. And sure. he has, and they denied him. Yeah. Um, so he does sign it. And then he is, um, you know, he's, then he, he can no longer manage the reds. He's not eligible to work in baseball. He's ineligible to, to be involved in baseball. The hall of fame, uh, hadn't made an announcement yet. Um, but they would eventually make an announcement that he's not on the ballot. You can write him in if you want, but he's not going to be, uh, on the ballot. So the he could have been enshrined if enough people, if enough people wrote him in. I don't know. That yeah, would have been uh, interesting. It never got close. I think yeah. the most was like 20 or 30. It never really got close, but that would have been a, a that would have been interesting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, could have been a difficult discussion for the whole thing to have. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and then eight days after, you know, this week when he gets put in the eligibles, uh, GMI, uh, the commissioner of baseball dies. He drops right. dead of a heart attack uh, at only 53. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people said that the stress from this Rose thing you know, and it was only his first year as commissioner. So it's definitely a, a difficult thing to deal with. Uh, he also, Giamatti was a heavy smoker. He also was overweight. There's a lot of reasons. I'm sure why he dropped it at a heart attack, but I'm sure the road stuff didn't help. Well, stre- yeah. Stress is going to have so, an impact. You know, when that happens, though, it also kind of makes, it's going to make it hard for him to reply. It changes the game a little bit because now, and Rose did like, a couple years later, apply for reinstatement. But Faye Vincent, the guy who t- took over Giamatti is like, fuck no. Like, 
you know, you killed right. my boss. Well, and yeah, and he, he probably doesn't feel like he has any agreement with him at all. Like there, this, this isn't. No. Yeah. And so it's also he, like the last easier. thing Giamatti really did. Like I'm not yeah. going to then like undo it. Right. Right. So, yeah, I can see, I can see that. It, it, it's it, so much easier position if you're the guy coming in to say, I'm not, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Faye Vincent also didn't suffer fools wisely and also just didn't have any patience for a lot of nonsense. Why he didn't stay as commissioner very long. Yeah. So, um, right. So I get this question asked, you know, people find out I'm a baseball fan or whatever. Even go, I even went to the Hall of Fame a couple weeks ago. First thing people ask about Pete Rose. So I want to explain this first. So when they say Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame, that doesn't mean what a lot of people think it is. I think a lot of people think it means that Pete Rose's name is now nowhere at all in the museum. So if you look up like number one hits leader, it just has like this just blank phantom man. No, it's not the case. There is Pete Rose stuff in the Hall of Fame. When I say stuff, I mean like his picture is in the Hall of Fame because he also has a holds record for most games played. Yeah. So there's a like a part of the museum where it has all the records. Um, and Pete Rose is there for hits. He's there for, you know, most games. Yeah. Right. Now, is there a Pete Rose? Like, um, I want to say I also saw another Pete Rose thing, a Jersey, uh, in there too, but is there Pete Rose like stuff all over the place? Like, is there like a Pete Rose display, like a Hank Aaron one or a Babe Ruth one? No, there's not. Uh, but there is Pete Rose. His name is in the hall of fame. He's not been wiped away from history. Now right. the, what they say, not in the hall of fame, it means enshrined. So he does not have a, black in the hall he's not honored by the hall of fame right. he's not considered to be a hall of famer but there are like jesse orosco holds the records for most games pitched by a pitcher he's in the hall of fame even though he's no one would ever consider him a hall of famer right you know but like tim wakefield's hat is in the hall of fame yeah like there's stuff there's stuff from shitload of people that will never be hall of play like a bunch of stuff is in yes. there people who aren't hall of fame but the plaque yes. you know right so it just simply means that he's not honored by the hall of fame but he's in the hall of fame yeah okay so with that in mind, I have no issue at all with him. Now, here's the reason why betting on baseball is bad, even if it's on your own team. It's because he didn't bet every day. So what happened was he bet when he thought his team had the best chance to win. So think back to the 80s Reds. Their closer was John Franco. Okay, very good closer, uh, especially in the late 80s. Yeah. He eventually go to the Mets and finish his career there. Well, I think he finished in Houston, but regardless. So uh, Pedro's bets on a game. He has a diff- he has Jose Rijo starting, right? Jose Rijo, great pitcher, right? Yep. He knows Mario Soto is pitching tomorrow. He's going to really want to win the game today because he's got money on it. Yep. So he's more likely to use John Franco yep. on the Jose Rijo day, and he's going to fuck Mario Soto and probably use the worst relievers he has because who knows who he's betting on tomorrow. Yep. So it's, it is directly affecting the choice. He's, let's say uh, Eric Davis is his best player, right? Eric Davis needs a day off. You're going to give him a day off when Jose Rio is pitching when you got money in the game? Or you're going to give him a day off when Mario Soto is pitching when you don't? Yeah, the, it's shitty incentives. Like your incentives is now to your bottom line, not to the you know to winning the game. Like exactly. your, your goal should be doing the best thing for your team so your team team wins the World Series. Like that's that's that should be your your objective, right? Um, and the incentives are misaligned then if you're betting on baseball. So let's say in a hypothetical thing, which doesn't happen because this isn't how people bet, but let's just say let's say he bet the same amount of money on every game, always on his own team. Would I have a problem with that? And the answer is, I guess, no. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't want my managers betting on baseball, but if it's the same amount every time, always on your team, then, but then again, even then the money line changes. So even then the odds are different. So even then it might, well, but, but that's not, and at the end of the day though, that's not what Rose did. No. Rose bet uh, on specific games. He thought he had a better chance to win. Yep. And in doing so, you know that's not when you buy a baseball ticket that's not what you're signing up to see so i'm not saying that this is worse but i'm just interested sure um he had claimed that he never bet against 
his team. Correct. Do you think that that's uh, who cares if we believe him or not? He's a fucking liar. Maybe right. he lied. He could have. But do you think it's worse if you bet against? I mean, it sort of feels worse if you bet against your own team because then you could kind of throw the game. But you're throwing the game in the other direction too, or you're throwing next day's game that you don't have money on it if you're betting to win. Do you think he did it? Do you think that matters? Betting the other way. Uh, well, yeah, I guess the other way would be back because then you're going to put out a lineup that would be, in theory, you're trying to lose. So I guess to his credit, he never did that. But Pete Rose is also a liar. So Pete Rose also said he never he only bet as a manager. That's not true. Records have come out in the last few years that show he bet not yeah. only when he was a player manager, but also when he was just a player. Yeah. Now, the good news is it looks like he was betting on his own team, but you can see how, like, 1919 White Sox, like, they were sure, you know, striking it. out on purpose and, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, Eddie C- C- you know, Seacott was, you know, uh, throwing crazy balls yeah. all over the place to, so you know walking in runs and shit so well it's way worse if you're the manager because you're affecting the whole t- i mean the, your biggest no, thing players is you're, bad you're, too yeah but you're not if you don't I have mean, you, as long as you're betting to win if you're betting to lose it's bad it's bad but it's not as bad as the manager because you can affect more because you I are, think a player betting to lose is worse than a manager betting to i don't at all because you're win. controlling your your bullpen like you just mm-hmm. you have way more control over the, the environment where if you're one player you could if strike out pitcher, though you could fuck everybody. Okay, you could pitchers, lose the game. Pitchers, and that's what happened. Yeah, but, in you, but you can't control getting pulled. If you suck, no, you but, suck after right. you know your first inning. I mean, that's why they went and got eight guys too. They yeah. want they want to cover their bases. Exactly. With it. Right. Yeah. Can't, so uh, one guy is not gonna. It's it's worse if you're right. a manager. I really do. I, I really mean, think I think it's, but it's still bad. It's still bad. Yeah. Um. So you didn't really finish the question yourself, but people ask you if you think he should be enshrined in the Hall of Fame. And so, absolutely not is the answer. Yeah. Uh, he should not be in the Hall of Fame. And and I'm also anti steroid guy. But that's a different argument. We'll just keep it to the Pete Rose thing for now. Okay. But um, uh, as far as just being enshrined, no, I, he should not be. Now he should totally be in the museum. He does hold the record for most hits. He does hold the record for most games played. Yeah, he's in the Hall. We of Fame. should see him. Right. You know, you should see. You know, I don't. I wouldn't mind if they had a display about that. I, the hall of fame doesn't they kind of shy away from stuff like that yeah but i wouldn't mind they display like hey here's here's a here's the couple here's pages a, in the diary report or right here's this like i think you know just go all in with it um but um they don't do that typically i mean i'm it's a, it's a great place to go but it is more of a positive place than a negative place it would be interesting if they did show that i i like to i actually think it's a way better scenario i think it helps your brand if you show hey here's the here's the struggles that we went through including yeah. you know this particular thing and right just show it. yeah they, they don't they don't typically yeah. do a ton of that there too bad. uh but uh even then like you know the, you know yeah even like course. the negro stuff the steroid stuff they try to kind of like hey yeah. but baseball is fine which is great but everything they show it's a great place to go and it might that's fine uh but i don't think he should have a plaque on it that's it. it's the first thing you do if you've ever been to a major league locker room the first thing you see is like a sign basically saying like shouldn't bet on baseball it's you know it has like can have some legal ease and stuff but it's like not legal ease but like rule book ease stuff but it says very clearly like yeah can't, it's in every locker room it's in yeah. every clubhouse like you can't bet on baseball like it's everyone knows the, the one of the first things you learn as a minor leaguer you can't bet on baseball the only thing you learn is you know don't be late like those are the like the things yeah. that are so important in baseball like you know being punctual and 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 not bet like it's just it's just what you know i mean it's it's very clear um i don't think it should be in either but i i think it's hard it's it's it's, it's really hard to i struggle with these things because i think I think it's there's so many there's a there's kind of gray area. It's hard to enforce because you could have other people bet for you and I mean I suppose I don't know, it's just hard it's really hard to enforce. I sometimes I'm really in favor of just let anything goes because then if everybody can do anything then it doesn't matter. Then everybody's well, on then the nothing same. will matter then. I know, but right now well no, things will matter. The difference is that no people people aren't on the same playing field and we don't know about it though. You know what I mean? Like not everybody's got the their right incentives aligned, but we don't. But there's darkness. We don't see right. it. We we can't see it. We don't know if I'm sure other people bet on baseball who play in the league right now. I'm sure that happens. Uh, 
it might. It has to. I, I don't. I, you know, it might. Right. Just think of the percentage of like people who, have, who are gambling addicts. People, right. You know, in it, the world, it, it could. I mean, the good news is that you don't really. You know, I. I you wonder if somebody that would come out. I don't know. I, I, Maybe. I, I just think. Well, yeah, I don't know. I just think when you was it shrouded, or at least given the problem with gambling, it shouldn't be illegal anyway, and it's it's not. It's slowly changing, but but people should be able to bet. Let them bet on other stuff. Then you right. know, let that be in, in the course. clear light of day. You right. know, things that they don't have impact on. Hey, you know, so they can scratch that. Itch I mean, without, Michael Jordan loved to bet on. You know, he still does. You know, by all accounts, you know, loves to. And you know, Ortiz, I think enjoyed. You know, game seems of, it sounds like he enjoys. <laughs> seems like he game he might have taken a bullet for it. Yeah, he's <laughs> or I don't know, who knows what's going who on with, with that stuff with him. But uh, but he, but he but he's you know he's no secret to uh yeah to Foxwoods. You know, he he knows the way there. Yeah. Um. But uh. But right. So I mean, that, I think that. That has been a fine outlet potentially for for some guys. I mean, some guys. Antoine Walker loses all his money, but regardless, uh, it's been yeah. an outlet for some guys. But when you bet on your, when I know I think it's wrong. It's terribly wrong. And I, you know, a lot of people are like, well, he should be in. It's like, well, and I always ask, have you read the Dowd report? No one has. It's like, all right, well, read the Dowd report. Get back to me. Like, it's pretty clear. Like, you know, because people didn't want to believe it at the time. People are like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I don't think that's true. It's like, all right, well, he has multiple witnesses. They have betting slips. There's literally like they have his betting slips. Yeah. It's all there, and you know, sure enough, he's he's now admitted it too. Yeah, the question is, you know, do you believe it? And if so, if you believe it, then do you think he should be enshrined? So I think those are two different arguments. Uh, I agree. It's pretty clear that he. Well, he's admitted did it. it now. So yeah. I mean, of course, you know, he oh, yeah, lies right. for twenty five years, and then he goes yeah. and does like a Diane story, right. and he admits, or I, I think it was that. on MLB Network, and uh, he admits it. You know, and yeah. it's just like, all right, well, he was still like what, double speaking. What, what am I going to ever believe about? Like, should never believe. All him. you do is lie, and that's why I don't feel bad about him in any way. It's like, okay, the records are in. That's great. We can we can we can uh, celebrate that, but no, I wouldn't try him either. Fuck that. So I don't feel bad for him. He did. He's he's a liar, and he's if it'd be one thing if he's like I'm a gambling addict. I have a problem. I'm really sorry about it. It's terrible, but he's a fucking liar too. So forget that guy. He's a he's in the Reds Hall of Fame, um, <sighs> which oh I mean I guess in let teams do what they want to do. I don't. I think they might have retired as number two. So which is interesting. Oh. Just this past week, Roberto Alomar yeah um got uh. This is I, this is unprecedented. Uh, basically, uh, it sounds like he had committed some sort of sexual assault potentially in the uh, like six eight years ago. They did an investigation about it. MLB did on their own, and they came back showing that there was oh, some serious stuff there. I guess, and uh, the Blue Jays, MLB put them on their ineligible list. But a different, uh, it's just like you can't work in baseball. And um and the Blue Jays took down I guess they had uh they had him on like the Ring of Excellence they have there and they took him down off that they also took down a banner they had I know they retired his number it sounds like that number would still be retired they asked the Hall of Fame they're going to take his plaque down and the Hall of Fame to their credit said no uh interesting the the plaque remains and then people can make their own judgments which I'm fully in favor of really yeah. Huh. Because, so once you get in, you're just in, and then even if it's, it turns out that you were yeah, a because then because once you t- it's a slippery slope because Ty it Cobb, is. I mean Ty oh, Cobb yeah. was a horrible person. Yeah. So are we taking who are we going to take plaques down for that reason? And now one of the things when you when you um when you're bang, when I'm sorry when you're uh feeling like the Hall of Fame ballot is like there's a character code which is yeah. very vague and so convenient. nebulous, so different stupid. things, different people. Um, but I mean that's kind of how they've gotten away from not having the steroid guys get in. But um, with Alomar, like, right. So if he was, you know, he's already been in the Hall of Fame, but let's say he was up for election this year, would something like that keep him out? And you wonder if it would. Probably. Um, I would, oh, absolutely. Especially I would now. think, right? Yeah, especially now in this climate. In. Um, so it is, it is interesting. Um, I also don't feel bad about the Hall. Like, I don't like the Hall. 
I love the idea of the Hall of Fame, and I hate the way that they're executing it. I hate the writers who I hate the writers voting. I think their votes are stupid and biased. I, I fucking hate. I hate all of that. I didn't think you were pretty good shilling, job. No, they keep shilling. No, that's, that's fucked no. up. No, because of his political, he's never, he, by all accounts, okay, he's, he's done, you know, there's some business stuff, um, but actually don't even fall, for, if the state's going to give you money, fucking take it, but, but I don't, so I don't fault him that much for that. For the 38 studio it, stuff? Yeah, I mean, what, I, it's I a guess. bad, it's a bad business deal, state shouldn't give out money. Yeah, like, that's that stupid, they do it to ballparks keep, all the time. That wasn't keeping him out of the Hall of Fame. Though. No, it's the political stuff, yes. and that is bullshit. By all accounts, he's like a pretty decent guy. You know, uh, I, okay. I mean, I, no, but it's not like he's, he doesn't have the sexual assault stuff. He doesn't have any of that. Right. Right. There's like, no criminal record. There's no criminal record. Nothing. Right. So what if maybe he's a mean guy? So what? That shouldn't keep him out. There's oh, I, of, I agree with you. That yeah. stuff yeah. bothers the fuck out of me. He does himself no favors. He doesn't. It just, he, if anything, he's a cautionary tale for kids. Like just, you know, Warren went to shut the fuck up. That sucks too, though. What? I can't like you guys get to spout your nonsense, you know, on, on major newspapers. I don't get to say my side of the stuff. Yes. He's, he's too far. Like I wouldn't, he's, I wouldn't yeah. want to act in public that way either, but it's still, I don't, I just don't like, I don't like their no, self-important writers. I don't like it. I don't like it. I try to keep the baseball stuff. Like the reason I don't like the steroid guys is because that directly affected baseball. The reason I, I don't like the Pete Rose stuff is because I feel that directly affected baseball, Agreed. but like the character stuff, you know, Kurt Schilling, you know, post nasty memes that I politically disagree with doesn't really affect how I look at him. In my opinion, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and how can you not? But if you're a writer, like get 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 over yourself, get past it. I don't agree with that shit either. But he's still an off. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher. You yeah, I, I think part of the other issue with him too, though, is he is kind of a borderline case. I think, think I so? I think he should be in. But I mean, he, he didn't even have 250 wins. Like. Yeah, he had a tough beginning of his career. Yeah, yeah. he got, you know, right. They used him as a reliever for probably too long. All right, he got kind of a late start. Right. And, um, but I mean, he, you know, he's obviously his postseason stuff's off the charts. And, yeah. and then, you know, he's, he had a peak of real greatness there. So I, I would vote for him. I can understand how someone might look at it and be like, I'm more of a small hall guy and they wouldn't vote for him. So, I mean, I get that. But if you're voting for him because of you have a political difference with him, that's different. But the problem is with him, though, I think he is kind of a, he was never going to be a first ballot guy anyway. No, probably not. So he's kind of a, more on the fringy side. He's more on the John Drysdale and the Greg Maddox side. He's, yeah. you know, he's more of a, a barely get in guy. So because of that mixed with, you know, that's the thing is like, we say the writers don't do a good job. You say that 70, you know, 65% of the writers, 70% of the writers voted for him last year. So most of them do a good job. And I bet at that 30, 10 or 15%, like, like, well, they have maybe a, they're a small hall people. Yeah. So it's really only 10 or 15% that are like, Oh, I'm not voting because of this. And they stomp their feet. And, All right. So that's probably unfair. Maybe. But, um, but it is still 10 or 15% that, yeah. and that's, that's enough to, to have a miss. And he'll just, and he won't. And then he does stupid shit too. He shilling. does. He does he not say, do like, anything. After he himself, didn't get in this no. time, he's, he's up for next year as well. Oh, his last year. That, that was get okay. In. So the next one's the last. So one. he's like, oh, I don't want to get in. Don't vote, don't vote for me. Like, yeah, that's just shut stupid. the fuck up, yeah, dude. Like, yeah, take yeah. your ball and go home. Bullshit. Like, yeah. he's like, I want the veterans committee to vote me, and I respect uh, them. I don't respect eh. the, the media. It's like, well, seventy one percent or whatever people just voted for you. Like, right? Yeah. Um, Rose. Um, so Rose also did himself no favors. He goes to Hall of Fame every year during the induction. That's right. As he sign, he goes and signs, and like he makes a big show of himself, and kind of a fuck you to baseball, and a fuck you to. To the to the industry, I, I I think he feels like he was a victim. Um, <laughs> it's because he's a you know he has kind of a, a checkered past with some stuff with some underage girls. You can go look up. Um, there's definitely uh, I I don't I I see a lot of evidence that he's not a very good human being. Doesn't seem it. Obviously, I'm not saying that should keep him out of the Hall of Fame. 
but um it also makes it tougher for me to really to, to care that much about like oh yeah so I'm, you know if you look at his justice career should he be in the hall of fame absolutely at 4256 hits he should be in the hall of fame i get that but the betting stuff is a no-go once you do that, it's a it's a pass fail for me, and uh, you're out, and that's I'm fine with that. I don't blame you for that. And he, I don't I don't know if he'll. I I don't. I, I'll say this: he's not getting in in our lifetime because now he has the like the underage girl stuff, the stuff you can point to. He's admitted he's he's bet, and the other stuff that he came out with, he bet as a player. Right. I know one thing: he's not getting in in his lifetime because you know he's old, and I don't. Yeah, is he seventies at this point? Yeah. Yeah, he's not he's a rookie in sixty two, right? So Ooh. let's say so nineteen forty. He's he's eighty. He's eighty. Yeah, no, he's not getting in. And I mean, I don't, think, I don't he think he's getting in our lifetime. I never say never, but um, uh, next forty years is he getting in the Hall of Fame? I don't Why know. Not? I yeah. don't think so. Why not? Yeah, I don't know. Because the thing that happens too is eventually it's happening every day. The people that uh, saw him play are dying. That's right. So who are going to be his biggest advocate? They're not All gonna... his teammates are. I mean, a bunch of his teammates died last year. Christ, right. you know, Tom yeah. Seaver died last year. Joe Morgan died last year. Yeah. Um. You know, Johnny Bench still around. Um, they've had fights back and forth. You know, so a lot of the guys that would have stood up for him, they're not. They're, they're not gone. Around. Yeah. No, I don't think he gets in. And history tends to sweep things under the rug. So the rug. So they'll give him some sort of lifetime achievement achievement award a hundred years from now or something. But well, Hall of Fame is pretty good about that. I mean, everything changes, but the Hall of Fame is pretty. And the good thing is, you know, Jane Forbes Clark, she's the chairperson at the Hall of Fame. She, you know, it's her grandfather created it. You know, so she. She, she she has hold now there's the next person that fills her shoes might they be more lenient with stuff they might be you might start to see plaques coming out. i don't know i hope not but it seems like as long as jane forb clarks is there the plaques are up they're up and i like that because it is a museum at the end of the day and yes you are enshrined your hall of famer but i i think it should be that way once you're in you're in now i don't know if we'll see robbie alma at the at the induction ceremony mm. so i know i don't know when we're gonna see him next uh, you know any blue jays games coming up it doesn't sound yeah, like it yeah. um uh, I don't know if I love the idea of taking that stuff down, but then again, do you, you know, should we see that stuff when we go to the ballpark of these car? I don't know. No, it, that's a tough, well, that's a part, part of the problem of celebrating these people. These athletes are just humans and a lot of them do stupid shit or they've been pampered. They've, you know, they've lived kind they've lived a different life than we have. Yes. Um, and, uh, and it, you know, it lends itself to a certain type of personality. So I, you know, you shouldn't, these should not be your heroes. I mean, you should, you should be, you should respect their excellence um, for what they can do, but but that's it. These, these should not be your heroes. I don't like enshrining these people. I mean, not in the Hall of Fame, but I don't. I don't like the idea. So of, do you only like numbers should be retired then? Oh no, I, uh, I think it's a fun, I, mean, I think it's fun. a good way to honor kind of the history. But you're right; it does get you. I mean, eventually be, you're going to run out of numbers. Like I guess, it's, but but I mean, it's just, it just gets to a point where it's kind of dumb. I don't, but I don't mind that. I, there's, I like seeing you know when I used to go to games. I like yeah. seeing the numbers on. I like seeing the history represented yeah. in the ballpark. I really like that a lot. Uh, you know, I never, I wasn't like personally, I loved watching Robbie Alomar play. He was a great player, but I wasn't personally like, you know, I wasn't like upset when it happened, when, when I heard this about him because yeah. I don't have any connection. I mean, yeah. he, you know, he's an entertainer that I enjoy he's an entertainer. watching. I don't, I don't have any, he's not like my hero. Right. Um, but you're right though. Some people, a lot of people don't look at it that way. They look at these people like they are legends or like they are like idols to them. And that's not, Great. No, and it's not. Um, I and I understand why it happens too, because you got all these these clubs who want to elevate particular personalities because it sells tickets. You know, right? If you, if you can connect, yeah. To reunions, them. bringing these guys back, yeah. hit, hitting that nostalgia vein, definitely right. can can play. And the Blue Jays don't have a lot of history. They've only been around since seventy seven. The only numbers they have retired are obviously Jackie Robinson, but uh, Robbie Alomar and Roy Halladay. Halladay's dead. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Robinson's dead. 
Uh, and then uh, Alomar is, uh, you know, persona non grata. Right. So now they have no one <laughs> that, you know, that has made the Hall of Fame that they can bring out and, you know, wave yeah. on opening day and throw out that first pitch. So, uh, yeah, it's... Um, Slim Pickens there. Yeah, Up I know. there in uh, Toronto. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was Pete Rosing. So Pete Rose, not in the Hall of Fame. I'm happy about that. Yeah, you should. Maybe be. you're not. No, I'm with you. I'm not, yeah, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, the audience. Maybe, maybe the audience isn't. But if you are a big Pete Rose advocate and you have read the Dow Report, you should read it. Yeah, uh, we're back next week. Yes, 2015, more modern one, way more modern with Ant Man, Ant Man, and then the uh, the Patreon uh, will be uh, I forget the name. It's the Amy Schumer movie. Uh, uh, why do I keep forgetting this name? This I don't know. I, I keep wanting to call it. I didn't know it. Shipwrecked. Um, when uh, you it's called uh, Trainwreck. Trainwreck. Shipwreck. Very similar. Trainwreck. Oh, isn't that very far? similar. <laughs> uh, Trainwreck, uh, which is a uh, Bill Hader Amy Schumer movie. Uh, yeah, it made it 118 domestic. It's crazy. Yeah, it was a big hit. It was, you know, it was a big hit that summer. Um, it was like the romantic comedy. Well, I like Hater, so maybe this will be okay. Uh, LeBron James in it too. Your your buddy um, is he my buddy? <laughs> sure, he is now. Uh, friend of the show? Not not really. No, not really. No, no. No, I'm not a LeBron guy. Uh, um, but uh, but also we have the Abyss on Saturday, right? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Yes, yeah, so you're hearing this on Saturday. It? Yes, yeah. on Sunday we are back with our Patreon. If you have Patreon, we're going to doing the Abyss. The Abyss and Buffalo Stance by Anita Cherry. So there you go. So um uh. Abyss, if you have Patreon, and then if you don't, we're back on Saturday with Ant-Man. Later.